This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right. The update is brought to you by Farron Farrah. It is Friday. We're T-minus five more shows and counting. woo then we run the best of for a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's the, rough doing this every day. Sometimes you need a break. Yeah. And we'll be getting one. Uh, the whole year in review, best of. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Oh. Think about it. You're getting literally the best stuff we've ever done for 12 months crammed into two weeks. And, and it, it's, it, I forget how much crap we talk about. <laughs> how much crap we talk? Oh, we go like, through it. I'm like, wow, did we, Wow. Okay, listen to us. Jeez. So, so translation here, you're saying it's going to be good, you're just not going to slob now? Oh, it's going to be spicy. <laughs> okay. Smoke is the one in charge of it. Yeah, he puts it together, so blame him if it sucks. I don't know why I started doing that. I'm like, I'm going to do a whole year in review. Next thing you know, you got to do a year in review every year. <laughs> do you want, like, some big announcer to say December? Or, you know, like have a month thing? like or December, you- December, December. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> All right, the shooter at UNLV. Uh, Here's the um, Sheriff Kevin McHill. He's talking about what they found. I learned that in the screening of those envelopes uh, that we were able to intercept after going through 14,000 pieces of mail and identifying the 22 that were sent, uh, the first letter that we opened had an unknown white powder substance in it. You see, the 67-year-old shooter, Anthony Polito, was sending letters to all these professors and colleges around the country. He's a former professor, semi-retired, and he worked at East Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, so were we right? Did he apply for a job there and get turned down? And that's Because somebody messaged us yesterday yeah. and told us that. At this school, that's the presumption right okay. now, that he was trying to apply for a job at 67 years old. He brought a 9mm pistol to the school, couldn't find anybody that he was trying to find, and just started shooting at random. I, I guess he just felt he needed to do something after preparing for so long. I don't know. Importantly, there was a chair with an arrow pointing down to a document, which that document was a, a last similar to a last will and testament. Yeah, so um, without getting into all the details, because I'm sure you can find that on any news site, uh, as with every other you know, uh, mass shooting, there were signs. This, you know, we're just beginning. This is one day. So, like, give it a few days, and we're going to find out that uh, a lot of people knew. A lot of people knew that he had a weapon, and he had a lot of ammo, and a lot of people knew that he was angry, and a lot of people, you know what I mean? We called it yesterday. We said there's always, because you always find out after the fact with these shootings, yeah. unfortunately, that somebody knew something somewhere and didn't say anything, or they said something, and that was poo-pooed. 
Unfortunately, there's three people dead now. So um, what are you going to do? And you know why the media is not all over this? You know, because right now there would be like gun control, got to ban assault weapons. There was no assault weapon involved. I know that's a cold thing to say, but I'm telling you right. Why not? Hey, the minute anything tragic happens anymore, Democrats jump right in front. Oh, we got to have this control. The guy with the Oreos threw it at his wife, the Oreos. We have to have Oreos control. I'm kidding. But you know what I'm saying? I get it. It's crazy. Hunter Biden. This came out of nowhere. Nine charges. He was indicted in California yesterday. A litany of tax dodging charges, according to the documents made public. Uh, There is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their business associates? I did not. There's lies. Whatever, man. So that's Biden obviously lying yesterday, but the thing is, that's not the big banana. Uh, That's the big banana. This is not the big banana. This is uh, special counsel David Weiss. You got to remember, this is the guy that went down in Miami to try to, uh, he tried to get by the judge. In fine print, in a document, it said, look, uh, we need to throw away these gun charges and also your ability to bring charges against my client, Hunter. Well, it wasn't his client, but Hunter Biden in the Mm -hmm. future. So they wanted to absolve him of any future charges in case stuff comes up because we know stuff's going to come up. It was crazy. And thank God the judge down there, she was very bright. She didn't, uh, it was a 15-page Amendment, or what, what do they call that? Not an amendment. Like, she's not uh, going to read that. Yeah, it's, I'm sure addendum? it's fine. An addendum of some sort. And it said in there, stated that, look, uh, after this, if uh, we drop these charges, or, or we, no, it was something about pleading guilty. Uh, uh, it was a plea deal for mm-hmm. the char- the gun charges. We drop everything else. Plus, you can't find him guilty or charge him for anything else in the future, which is, everybody likes to have that. Right? Mm-hmm. So David Weiss was the guy who arranged that really bad deal that got discovered by the judge. Now, the Justice Department reassigned David Weiss because they had egg on their face when they found out what they were trying to do, pull, pull a fast one, right? Mm-hmm. So they reassigned David Weiss and, and Merrick Garland <laughs> decided to uh, put David Weiss on it to help him save face. And now David Weiss is thinking, okay, how can I make this look bad so I'm redeemed? And that's what this is. This is nine charges that, yeah, there's it's, it's serious, but it's not. This isn't the big kahuna. The big kahuna is getting the whole conglomerate of criminals in the Biden family and getting them all together and putting them all in jail for being traitors to our country. That's what they were. That's what they are. They took money from our, our enemies to influence, you know, legislation and opportunity in our country illegally. It's crazy. So, I don't know. What were the charges? Um, Let's see. Do they have? Do they have them there? It's all. It's all, it's ta- all tax stuff. Tax yeah. related. Yeah. This, this is just. It's like Al Capone. You know, the guys that done a ton of crime. They're like, well, but he didn't pay his taxes. That's what. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. It's like, all yeah, right, this come is, on. This is for simplistic people. Simple people to go. Oh, you see, they did what they they did what they're supposed to do. I don't know what you Republicans. Why are you so angry? He, they got him. Why are you so angry? They gave him a fine. <laughs> they gave him a fine. I'm gonna go bake my cookies. I mean, that's what this is. <laughs> 
God, I wish we could say the words I need to say on the air. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. over the Christmas break, I'll go up to Washington with a protest sign. <laughs> I need to say the S word. Uh, we'll wait till next year for the F word. S word. You get your point across a lot better. If yeah, you it's just you need to, you know, because this is bull that. Yeah. Crap is such an, that's an old 50s word. It doesn't carry anything. Well, crap doesn't have the emphasis that no. you need. It doesn't have the. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you need the whole. <clears throat> the S word is is like it it's it almost matches the action of creating that stuff. Mm-hmm. It really does. The it slides. It it has power. Now the F word has the ultimate power. Well, and and it's so useful because it can be a noun, a verb. You know, you've been through that list. Multiple parts of speech. There's another word that Jill hates. Can't oh, yeah. Word. Don't say that but word. A lot of women use it. I, which I'm is amazed. so strange to me. More that, women use it than anybody else. Yeah, that blows my mind because you feel like they're the most offended by it, but they're the ones tossing it out. That's a, at least that's a, that I hear the most. I don't do that. I don't say that that's word. That's a good word. It's like an axe. No, yeah, I don't it, like oh, it. it. Well, yeah, Rick likes it. It's too. two words I it's don't say. It's shock value. I'm not, I'm not trying to act like I'm an angel and I don't curse because I got a bad mouth, but I don't say that word and I don't say GD. Those are the two words I won't say. Gotcha. All right, you ready for this? You might say those words in just a second. So the FBI, do you know cops do this too? I'm not saying individual cops are corrupt or nothing. I'm saying they do this by procedure. It's actually legal. Uh, they pull over a car. They find, I don't know, $50,000 in cash in the back seat. No drugs. They look at the person's background. No criminal background. And they confiscate the money. Yeah. And then you have to fight to get the money back. And in most cases, you won't get it back. No, and it's... It's weird because some of that's like when it's big drug dealer stuff and they have hundreds of thousands of dollars, like that's you're that's gone. How do they get away with this? I mean, Let it's me, not like it's sitting in the evidence room either. No. Let me tell you how this works for the FBI. The FBI agents categorized, uh, cataloged, I'm sorry, Cartier bracelets, Rolex watches, and stacks and stacks of cash. They just took it? As a combed through safe deposit boxes seized from a Beverly Hills business. This is just one example. What? They accused the business of money laundering, but the owners of many of those boxes were not accused of any crimes. They uh, they weren't found guilty. There wasn't even an investigation. They just had money in safe deposit boxes, just like I described with the cops pulling over the guy who had $50,000 in cash in his backseat or in his pocket, and they just take it. The FBI just took it. Just take it. You know what? You want to know what the total take is right now? What? This is what the FBI has taken from people that weren't criminally charged for anything, and they can't get it back. $86 million. What? $86 million. Dude, that's not chump change. And they just keep it or they sell it? What do they do with it? Mm. It's money. They can't keep it. For themselves. Ain't that something? Yeah. After hearing arguments from both sides Thursday, a panel of judges from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals will decide whether the sweeping raid violated customers' Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, I think the public sees this. This is the prosecutor. I think the public sees this and recognizes for what it is. A total abuse of people's constitutional rights. They just take your money and it goes (gasps) bye-bye. They've raided, since March, 1,400 safe deposit boxes from U.S. private vaults. Taking about $86 million in cash, as well as jewelry and gold bars. Oh, Menendez. And uh, coins, silver, other valuables. Dude, that's the thing. When it's the FBI, like, who's their police? 
It's called administrative forfeiture proceedings, mm. which is a big happy phrase for we're, we're stealing allowed. your money. Yeah, we can take stuff, but you're not allowed to. What was that thing we did the other day? Like, if you find money, you don't report it. Like, you go to jail for stealing. Yeah. But these guys are just like, I'm going to have to use safety deposit box, and then really there's nothing you're going to do about it. We going to call the cops? Mm. All right. I'm going to tell you this Portland story only because I'm going to follow it up with this is going on here. What? Um, this is a story out of Portland. Now, the teachers union went on strike in Portland, and they struck a deal. They have a collective bargaining deal that they made, and now they're going to go back to work. Uh, except the union, unionized teachers have to agree to the following uh, about disruptive behavior in their schools in Portland. This is... This is why we're headed right down the esser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, before you discipline, or well, you can't say that anymore. If a child is in a room and he's acting disruptive, can't say that anymore. If he's throwing stuff and he's harassing other students and, and kicking crap and talking back to the teacher and cursing, first, you must consider the impact of issues related to that student. Trauma, race, gender, identity, presentation, sexual orientation, and restorative justice no. as appropriate for that specific student. No. So before you do anything, no. you got to go down that list. Here's what's crazy. When I was in school, they didn't give a crap about crap. If you were disrupting the other 35 students that were there to learn, they didn't do nothing. They went like this. Out. Out you go. Principal's office. Bye. See ya. They I'm, kicked you out of class. I'm not kidding. You need... I. I If I had kids today, they wouldn't step a foot in a public school, even here. So the policy also prohibits suspending a student who threatens or harms other people in the classroom. No, you have to suspend them. Well, okay, I'm just telling you what's going on in Portland. You can't suspend them. Students may only be sent to a self-regulating space. What does that mean? Back in my day, it was like uh, after school detention. What's or no, self- during school detention. Or it'd be like, here's a, you get to go sit in the storage closet for a little while. A self-regulating in space. space. Okay. Where do I find one of When those? you talk about the terms of this bargaining agreement, it replaces the term unacceptable behavior with continuous disruptive behavior. So you can't say unacceptable. These people are freaking nuts. But it is unacceptable. There's acceptable behavior, and then there's behavior that's not acceptable. I'm sorry, Jill. It's not acceptable to say it's not acceptable any longer. So it is acceptable behavior then? Yeah. Yeah, if they're accepting it and you can't do anything about it, that's accepting it. They don't want kids to have hurt, poopy, cocky feelings. Mm. They also can't say behavior correction plan to the parents. Why? We're going to say support plans from now on. Can you just say your kid sucks, do something about it before they come back? Yeah, your kid's a jerk. Fix it. Luckily, I'll be dead before any of these things uh, come to fruition as far as these kids becoming adults. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Can't say that either. So you have no idea how bad Orange County schools are. Can't mention their name, and I'm very thankful that they shared some stuff with me, including a video. Here in Orange County, here in Orange County, I'm just going to tell you one incident. And this is one of many, but you don't know about it because our lovely news stations don't do news any longer. They don't investigate anything. And the other thing is, you know, I'm sure they get threats. You put this on, and you blah, 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 we'll never tell you anything about what's going on in our schools. You'll have no right. news. There's no news anymore. These are just these are just mouthpieces for a certain political lean, and they're also part of a big corporation that doesn't want to. They don't want to broadcast anything controversial. God mm-hmm. forbid the sponsors will run. We get it here. 
Sponsors don't want to advertise because you're controversial. You mean I'm telling people the truth? Yeah, we can't have that. We can't have the truth getting out. You think your kids don't come home and tell you things? I know everything that goes on on my kid's school because he tells me everything. We're not going to advertise our spleen soda on your station. Oh, man. Anyway, so here in Orange County Schools, I saw a video of a kid. He started throwing chairs at other students. Throwing chairs. I'm talking about a little what? kid. I, I don't know what age group. What's this high, Jill? <laughs> about this high? That looks kind of small. I don't yeah, know. like, it, no, small kid. But strong, throwing chairs. Instead of taking the kid by the arm like Sister Superior would have done and taking him out of the classroom, like you said, mm-hmm. and marching him, marching him down to the head penguin. That's exactly what would happen to us. Yeah, no. They cleared the classroom and closed the doors. Then they called the dad. They lock him in like a spider they're trying they to trap? They didn't lock him in. They're allowing him to vent. Little kid, a little kid has disrupted the, cla- disrupted the class, cleared the classroom, and now everybody's outside the classroom, and this kid gets to destroy the classroom with throwing chairs. So, the dad shows up. Okay. This, this is where I would be arrested. The dad shows up and looks in through the window and sees his son throwing all the crap and turns to the teacher and go, oh, he just needs a hug. He needs a hug? Head through window. I'm I'll sorry. Tell you what he needs. I would have been drug out of that classroom by the back of my shirt by my parents. Yeah, it's it's appalling. And this is just one of, I'm telling you, hundreds of stories out of Orange County that you don't hear about. You're right. So you disrupted 32, 35 other students from their learning that they're there to do that day for one kid that can't behave. When he gets like this, I just don't know how to make him stop. Have you ever tried beating his ass? (laughs) (laughs) Kids can scream profanity, all period long, totally shut down learning, threaten others and staff, throwing things, ripping up stuff off the wall, and they're expected to remain in the classrooms there in Portland. Teachers are not allowed to send them out. That's enough. You pushed me far enough, young man. You're getting punished. Now stand up. No! I said stand up! I let go of my hair, man! <laughs> now, young man, I have talked to you and talked to you and talked to you till I'm blue in the face and I'm done talking to you! Good! Does that mean you're done spitting on me, too? Shut up! I'm not done talking to you! Now turn around and bend over! <laughs> well, what are you gonna do, you pervert? Pervert? Why are you snotty? Oh, no. oh, 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 shut up! I haven't even touched it yet! Now I want you to know this is gonna, gonna hurt you a lot thing? more than it's gonna hurt me! <laughs> Oh, wow. That didn't even hurt. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. What are you trying to do? Tickle me? Tickle you? Yeah, I'll tickle you. Oh, hey, tickle, huh? Come on, laugh, tickle. Come on, laugh it up, honey boy. No more, no more. All right, now you going to do what I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You going to talk back to me? Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, no, 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 no. All right. Five hours later. Oh, you're not enjoying that? That it's that's the part we need to see. <laughs> okay, look, I know you got a crocodile in spelling, but this has gone too far. <laughs> a crocodile. <laughs> well, you know, I have friends that are teachers in school systems, and some in Orange County, and some in Seminole, and they say the same exact thing. They say that their kids will say, believe it or not, they will say the N word all the live long day. They never get corrected. No, you can just scream profanity and slurs, and you can't be corrected, and they can't. They're not allowed to do anything. 
Yeah, I mean, I get where the teacher's not necessarily allowed to, you know, lay into the kid. But Why not? It, at the same I, time, like, there's a parental responsibility. School, I know, but if I said crap at school or was caught chewing, you got ISS for chewing gum in my school, but you can go up and down the hallways screaming the N-word and the F-word and nothing happens to you? No, nothing. Back in my day, gum was outlawed. It, we thought it was a ridiculous rule, but it was put in place to prove <laughs> that, like, Follow the rules or you get in trouble. So I remember I was like, I thought it was so ridiculous when I was in high school. I was like, chewing gum. I guess if you no, get but it's, it's broken window laws in New York that they took away. That's that's what started New York in the big decline after Giuliani. Broken mm-hmm. window laws where it was they would enforce and they would arrest people for breaking windows. Oh, okay. Yeah. They took that all away. Then it was, uh, you know, pooping and peeing on the street. You used to get arrested for that. And they took that away. because. And they're saying that when you take those minor little you know, infractions away, people feel free to do other yeah. things and bigger things. Then they now they are. Look yeah. at California, prime example. As soon as you make what used to be felony larceny uh, a misdemeanor, you know, you can steal a thousand dollars worth of stuff and then you just like go to jail for an hour and come back out, no repercussions. Think of how many more people are probably raiding the mall and going into those stores that you wouldn't have before just because they see other people get away with it and then they think it's okay. If you go back to the school thing, here's where it gets dangerous. Because I know now if kids get into a fight, they can't really jump in and kind of break try to break the kids apart you know i've spoken to some teachers and they're kind of like we just let them beat the crap out of each other because we're not allowed to jump in and help and and tear them apart but then where it gets dangerous is in las vegas that kid was going to take his i forget what it was something back from i think it was like six or seven kids that took something from him and he went to go defend himself and get it back and they beat him so hard that he died so you have this kid getting beat by six other kids and a teacher does nothing and then real harm happens i mean there's a difference between a school schoolyard ass whooping so the bully doesn't bully kids anymore you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh I'm gonna fight back so he doesn't bully me there's a difference between like a surface ass whooping and real harm happening to somebody's child but how much is it the teacher's responsibility to technically I parent these kids while they're at school okay let me raise this if a teacher has enough responsibility to help you change your gender and keep it from your parents then they have a responsibility to keep you safe while you're in their care the scoreboard Jill gets one on that I, I, what could you you shouldn't be doing that either I know but at the same time yeah you can definitely tell a lot of kids don't get that a good whack upside the head. Mm. Well, let's uh, wrap this up with a little funny here. So Trump was on that uh, town hall with Hannity the other night, and they've got a bunch of crap because he says, I'm going to be a dictator on the first day, and that's it. Uh, anyway, so he's also, he always, he thinks he's a comedian, and sometimes he pulls it off. He did a little stand-up when he was there, and it was all about, is Biden going to make it to the end of his term? I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never really, I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, I believe he'd fall over. I believe he'd fall over. Who knows? Who knows? Now, is he saying, I don't think he's going to make it like he's going to die? To the gonna... end of the term. No. Oh. I just, well, one or the other. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be honest. I mean, he's at that age where at any moment, I mean, anything, a little stroke and suddenly, yeah. you know, but uh, it's funny. Take him to the back of the barn and blow on him <laughs> and he falls over. <laughs> yeah. He's fallen over without the, the blown up. But it was okay. And by the way, it was okay for him to say that he's a hard luck to take him behind. He could say that and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say... He's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole double standard we have, and not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. Um, I personally don't think he makes it physically. 
I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. He could lift him like that. <laughs> no, he was on a roll. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse. But I don't know. I will say this. He's got vicious people surrounding him around that beautiful Oval Office. There are people in that Oval Office that are evil people, bad people, mm-hmm. smart people, young, vicious. They're communists and they're bad. Who, they're, who do you think would replace <laughs> them then? Uh, uh. Well, I saw one person on who I actually had a very good relationship with, but I'm sure that it would end very quickly. I saw him in your debate the other night, and he's slick, but he's got no facts. You know, he's got no facts. I thought he did well, considering... You're talking about Gavin Newsom. Yeah, considering that he didn't have the facts, I thought he did well. You know, he said, <laughs> we have the lowest taxes in the country. We have the cleanest streets in the country. We're... And I'm saying, wait a minute, is he talking about the same place? <laughs> so the thing is, I mean, in media, you know, all they air is the part about what I'm going to be a dictator and then right. they go crazy and that morning Joe idiot right I wish we do we, we don't have no plan I'm... what a moron these people are just crazy they're so over the top on themselves I mean even uh, what's his name um, uh, what, what was his name um, Bill Burr oh yeah Bill Burr was on with Jimmy Kimmel the other night and uh, he said what I said. He says, you people overreact so much that you're actually electing Trump to the presidency again. Liberals are so <laughs> stupid the way that they handle Trump. <laughs> what you do know? you mean? You should shut up. <laughs> He's a narcissist. Neutral energy. Yeah. You Neutral. Think you think he'd go away? If you know what I think stopped? he was? I think he was a one-hit wonder. Uh-huh. Right? He wrote the twist. Uh-huh. And then that was it. He was on the casino circuit, and then you yeah. idiot liberals wrote him twist again yeah. when you indicted him. And yeah. now he's a martyr. And now he's, he's coming back, Jimmy. The peppermint twist is back. He's coming back. <laughs> it's going to be great for comedy. He's coming back. I, I can't believe, like, these are honestly going to be our two choices, because I, I really try to, with each thing, to try to be like, figure out who I'm going to put. I mean, it's got to be. I want somebody in their 40s, somebody that's going to have to live with their decisions. I don't want, like, you know, with any luck, with any luck, they'll both die of natural causes (laughs) before the election. And maybe you could get somebody that still has something to live for. Yeah, you got a lot of crap for that, but, you know. Well, I mean, it's, you know. Um, and finally, uh, Biden, no, he's still in office. He's still breathing, and uh, he wants to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah. My smell of Americans, it's me, Joey B., president of the White House. And I'd like to offer my warmest wishes to all my friends out there celebrating Hanukkah. It's the Festivus of Lights, man. And I get we're living in tough times right now, by golly. There are places in this world where it's dangerous to light the candles on the meniscus. Like in the Middle East or at Harvard. But Joey B's got your back, Jack. So whether you spell it with an H or a CH, or if you can't remember if it's got two N's or two K's, have a happy Hanukkah. Now go spin the ladle and have some latkes for me, you mensch. Mazel tov. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So this is kind of a cool story. I read it yesterday and I didn't think much of it, but I read it wrong. And now that I got all the details, I think it's kind of awesome. Pizza Hut is giving you a way to say thank you for the delivery drivers who deliver all your boxes all holiday season long. I'm sure you have a lot of them delivered to your house, Rick. No. My wife has a lot of boxes delivered. I don't get any. <laughs> Yesterday I got one. It was from our agent. Okay. It was dark chocolate. I hate dark chocolate. Oh, give it to me. I love dark chocolate. Okay. And it was Wait, did one I get little, one? And one little morsel. You'll get one. And it's a little tiny morsel. Oh, we got I him think last I year. I pay him first and then I get it. You yeah, really? We, we got him last year. So they've been remember? sitting in his closet since last year. Well, I don't know if they, they do them every year or what, but we got him. I remember we well, got him last year. Because I got one. Does it have his logo on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got him last Same year. Same box. That's Great. nice. Great. We pay him bazillion dollars and we get a little tiny little chocolate. I, I liked him. Paul, if you're listening, it's I appreciate that. Just send me all the chocolate. Next, next time, time, just send me a milk bone, okay? <laughs> it's a nice touch considering how much money I give to other people. I don't get no chocolates. Right. Well, he's probably. OUC could be giving me a whole box of chocolates. So if you have boxes delivered to your house, which I do, and you want to say thank you to those delivery drivers that are working so hard this holiday season, what you could do is you get a pizza, you get it like it's a, it's a front doormat. Everyone has them, whether they say welcome or happy family lives here See what mine or says. go away. Go what away. does yours say? Uh, go F yourself? N- no, it's close. It says, uh, look how cute you are, ringing the doorbell and S. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So you get a Pizza Hut doormat and it has the Pizza Hut logo and then it's got a QR code on it. And what you can do is you load money onto that and your delivery people, say it's from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, they can come and they scan it and buy themselves a free pizza. Rick's still laughing at his own no, no, joke. No, 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 no. I'm not laughing at that. I'm thinking the guy, that's a really nice thing and the, the guy, the delivery driver is going to take the QR code, go back in his van and hack you and <laughs> empty your account. Well, that's why you only put like, what's a pizza? $16, $18? Yeah, you only $1,600. That's like, good. You only put 18 in there at a time, you know? Yeah. Check just, it and- just under the amount you'd need to actually order a pizza? Or just over, so you get tip in there, too. You always, I feel like when people buy you presents, sometimes they don't realize that the tip has to be included. Like, I bought a present for someone. I can't say who because they listen. And it's a gift certificate for a place that you, where you would need uh-huh. to tip someone. So I have the gift certificate for enough for the service plus the tip for the service. So that when they go, it's an actual gift, and you're not going, well, this is still going to cost me if I go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you find out you win a big prize and you got to pay taxes on it. Yeah, so you just got to, you know, be mindful of that sometimes. Um, okay, so here's this. I'm going to make you depressed for a second. Wanna? It'll be fun. Here's I've the, been there all week. The 10 <laughs> 
richest YouTubers ever ranked. Oh, no. You may know some of these people. You may not. I'm going to start with someone who I remember seeing when Elliot was a baby because he was a baby. He was a young kid. His name is Ryan. He's a little young uh, child that would start it off opening toys, right? And I remember oh. my son would be obsessed with watching him. That little kid. Yeah. That and then, and then the older kid. he got, my son was like, "Okay, now it's annoying watching this kid open toys." But this kid Ryan got his own deal. In fact, he's so big now. He's got a show called Ryan's World. And he's got a YouTube channel. But he had his own float in the Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade. What? He had his own float. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> "Here comes the float what? of Ryan from Ryan's World." And my son was like, "Well, I oughta." <laughs> he has his own float. I mean, Woody Woodpecker has a float. How does this kid get a float? He's 12 years old, so he's the same age as Elliot. He's worth $100 million. Oh my God, for opening toys. Yes. I can't, that What have we come mind. to? So I, then, how are you so popular? Like, I don't get where kids watch that. I know. Like, so, you don't, you want to open the toy yourself, not watch other people enjoy the thing that you don't have. They were everywhere when he was a kid. They probably still are, and I just don't watch them because Elliot's older now, but they, it's literally, an, it's like unboxing, but yeah. for kids. I know. They'll go all open the secret pack and there's an egg and you take the egg apart and this is inside and this is cool. No, look how neat that is. And then they open another one. They do this for hours. So and this kid, you can't give him anything for Christmas or his birthday. Can you imagine? No, uh, why? I mean, he's it's, it's like somebody who does porn for a living. You can't have sex with him and enjoy it. Weird. <laughs> That's a weird analogy. I'm going to just No, it's right. not. No, he's, he's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Honey, would, I'm glad you're home. I've been waiting for you. Oh, get off of me. I've been doing this all day. <laughs> Can I go on or should I climb under the desk? <laughs> no, it's true. Go ahead. All right. So uh, number four and five are Jake and Logan Paul. Do you know who they are? No. So they're, oh. they started off as YouTubers. Now oh, they man. fight in the UFC. They're worth $155 million well, combined. so many people wanted to whoop, right. whoop dude. Because what was this thing he did? He did something in Japan that was really shameful. Well, one of them, I can't remember which, which brother it was, found somebody that had committed suicide, oh, and yeah. they filmed it. Like, they were like, here's a dead body hanging yeah, from a tree, and everyone's yeah. like, that's super disrespectful, why would you do that? Because Japan has, like, this forest where people go to commit yeah. suicide, and it's like a weird yeah. cultural thing. Yeah, they get a bad review at work, they're in that forest. <sighs> Dude, like, that That was, um, that's what really kind of did him in, and everybody's like, we're gonna whoop you, and he's like, maybe I should work out and start fighting. <laughs> Number three is one of my favorite people, and that's Jeffree Star. If you don't know who Jeffree yeah. Star is, he's a man. He's not trans. He's a man that likes to wear makeup, and he does these makeup tutorials. He's actually quite beautiful. He's the one that we aired, remember? He's and he a makeup line now, doesn't he? The whole thing. Uh, he's worth $200 million. My wife watches him. He's the one that was saying, I'm so sick of all this stuff, the they and the them, and only someone like me can say it because it's such BS. And yep. everyone over COVID was so bored, trapped in their houses that they had to come up with a bunch of BS, and this is what came of it. He tells the truth, mm -hmm. and I and I appreciate him. He's like, look, I'm not a woman. I'm not trying to be pretend I'm a woman. I'm a dude, but I just like wearing makeup. And he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous as a man, and he's gorgeous with makeup on. Would you date him? It's really not fair. He's gay. But he's got better cheekbones if than If he I weren't do. gay and he wore makeup like he does? Yeah, he's pretty attractive. I'm not going to lie. You like the makeup? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe 19-year-old Jill would have fallen for it. 19-year-old Jill dated a lot of well, gay you, dudes. You, 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 you dated a metal guy, so I he did, wears makeup. I also dated a lot of gay dudes that I didn't know were gay until after the fact. Are you serious? Yes. You couldn't tell? No. I, I have great gaydar. No, and I have, and all my friends were gay, and they kept being like, Oh, you got, you You probably got, uh, say she, you just didn't know anymore because you were around them too much. Well, this was, and this was in college, and then like all my, some of my friends, well, I had one friend that thought everybody I dated was gay because he wanted them to be because they were cute, mm -hmm. and they, give them to me, let me try, let me try something, and if oh, he falls, 
try to it convert was, him. Yeah. That, no, that's what it was. Let me try something, and yeah. if he falls for it, Here's then we my know he's gay. Boobs. Nothing. Nothing. No, this was a guy that wanted to try being gay. No, they, they like try to get people friend. to play for their team. Yes, it was my gay friend that if I dated a dude, he'd say, let me hit on him. And if he falls for it, then we know he's gay. Oh, okay. He was trying to be like my I, gay I, I checker got you. for I me. Got you. Yeah, maybe a checker for you. So you couldn't tell? Well, there was one guy I was, and I'm still friends with him Date to Date number day. 12. He hasn't even looked and touched me or tried to kiss no, me. No, that's <laughs> the thing. We made out all the time in college. This what? is a friend of mine. Yes, and then we started dating. And then he goes, I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And he's like... I also like dudes. Wait a minute. Oh, he's bi. And okay. I was like, That's okay. And he goes, is that a problem? And I'm like, I mean, no. I mean, we can't date anymore, but we You're can be best me friends. Because I'm dudeish, right? <laughs> so you played tonsil hockey with him, and you couldn't tell he was. Uh, no, um, not at well, all. Is he, he handsome. Seems, he's had a lot of money. Handsome. Too much fashion sense. All of it. All well, of it together. Wow. That's a, Clean house? But he was in a fr- this, again. This was in college. He was in a fraternity, and he was a real like frat bro, like super dudeish. Oh, I'm, the guy, I, uh, my partner in, in L.A., Larry, he was gay. He's gay, and he, you know, we didn't say it on the air because it was so funny because it was obvious. Mm-hmm. But he was, he, if you didn't know him, anything about him, you'd yeah. know he was just a regular dude. You know, yeah. and he acted all tough and stuff. Twenties, Jill was really confused because my gay friends would make out with me. I was single, and then my mom was like, "You wonder why you're single for ten years straight? Because yeah. you're hanging out with all your gay friends." Yeah, and, and, and the to, operative and get, word there is straight. Yeah, and you get to make out with them, so you're not really like looking for dudes to do anything with. So it was like, and then after a while, I was like, maybe I should get my own life. And then was, <laughs> that was fun. Wow. That was a fun time for me. I learned a lot. <laughs> Damn, man. I could write a book about my 20s. <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Anyway. Well, the only way I told, the only way, my my partner Larry, who was on the air, uh, the only way you could tell he was gay is to scare him. Oh, we do the girls yell. <laughs> Flap the wings, you know? My favorite scream ever. Yeah, that's the only way you could tell, because otherwise it. it was like, hey, what's the up? Best. The yeah. best. Anyway, number one is Mr. Beast. He's worth $500 million. So if you're God. driving to work today where you make $36,000, that should make you feel great about I yourself. he does nice stuff for folks. He really does. He's up money, but like his smile seems so fake when he's like, hey, I know. I In those quiet moments at home when you read these lists and you go home later today, do you sit there and go, God, I'm just worthless. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't pay for anybody to have eye surgery so they could see for the first time in their life, which is what Mr. Beast No, did. it's not even just that. I mean, that's that's good stuff. I'm talking about just the money, just the plain old simple. You look at your, you open your Chase bank account and you go, oh my God, how am I going to retire? And these people could retire a thousand people I mean, and, just, in, in good, you know. Okay, real question for both of you. What's that? How many times a day do you think, not necessarily in a being 100% serious, but how many times in the back of your head do you think, mm, OnlyFans, how bad could it be? Well, I don't, <laughs> but I know you could. I, I don't You could think do about feet. It. You know how many feet things are out there? Guy feet? Yes. You look, well, I get manicures. I'm pedicures. So. That's the thing about the internet, though. It exposes you to a range of freaks that you never- I'll stick my feet up in there. How do I do it? My husband said the same thing. He's like, you want me to put them in butterscotch? You got it. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Peanut butter, butter, butterscotch, vodka. Yeah. Next thing you know, you get some weird dude online going, it rubs the lotion on the yeah, feet. Yeah, I'll rub the lotion on his feet. <laughs> And again, I'll get the hose again. <laughs> All right, now I want you to take the tinsel and rub it between your toes. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. What the hell's going on around here? A substitute teacher in California middle school was arrested this week for allegedly walking around the classroom with his pants down and mooning students. 
Oh. I mean. <laughs> Two Anderson Middle School students in Shasta County went to the vice principal's office on Tuesday to report they could see the 32-year-old's bare buttocks and that his pants were partially down while sitting at the desk in front of the classroom. <laughs> what the you know, hell? We did talk about how teachers aren't allowed to discipline, so maybe he just had it and was like, fine, I'll just moon ya. He's facing facing (laughs) child molestation charges now. Uh, Well, yeah, dude, you pulled out, you know, your organs in front of a group of kids. That's... So, uh, porch pirates becoming a big problem all over the country. Huge problem. My neighborhood is a big problem, too. It's to the point now where they're not even robbing the porch. They'll go pirate the truck. Yeah, it's crazy now. So, um, cops in Sacramento are, are doing a bait package program where they take an old Amazon box... They put they put actual expensive stuff in it like Apple iPads uh-huh. and and uh, you know iWatches, backpacks, purses and stuff that really worth some money in the box. But in the box goes two things: goes a tracker, not like the app like the Apple tag, but you know more policey. And uh, they also put in there a little camera. You see the cameras Ooh. they have now? Oh, you can paste a camera. Small, like tiny little things. It's some James Bond stuff. Yeah. So uh, cops in Sacramento have these bait packages they put on porches. The guy goes up or girl. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm watching these videos. It's one woman after another woman stealing the package. Oh, there was a woman. Somebody put up. I go in next door, and there was a woman in the the neighborhood that put up. This chick's pretty brazen. The camera's there. She didn't even care. She walks up, looks right in the camera, picks up the box, turns around, gets in her car, goes off. Yeah. And the funny thing, yeah, the women are more brazen. They'll do it during mm-hmm. the day, and they won't even crouch down or anything. Just take the package, run right over the street, get in their car, and leave. Uh-uh. No, no, like, like scared that they're going to be recognized or nothing. Guys have hoodies on. They're looking around, yeah, they looking all slick. suspicious. They get behind the bushes. They sneak up, take the package. Then they look around again. Yeah. Women? Pfft. Nah. I like the guys that they won't hide their face on the walk up, not realizing there's a camera over the garage, and then they cover it for the doorbell camera. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> already got you, bud. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it, they, the police have a thing sort of like find my device, you know, you have on your Apple equipment there. Yeah. The tracker lets police know the exact location of their bait package. So um, this lady, of course, is from one of those TV stations, those local TV stations that always have a slug line like, uh, you know, 10 on your side, nine behind <laughs> your back, uh, you know. Uh, Somebody investigates. <laughs> six getting resolved sometimes. So this is one of those ladies. She's out at the house. The lady got her package stolen. So now she's got, this is what drives me nuts about local television. They always have tips. It's always tips, but it's the dumb, it's tips, you know, like, like it's too hot out. So here are some tips. Turn on your air conditioner. Stay out of the heat. <laughs> yeah. You know, drink water. Right. The, the drink water thing kills me. I roll on the ground every time I hear it. Really? Drink? I didn't think of that. <laughs> Here's the one about the package being stolen. It is so disappointing, and it can take a long time to get it replaced if the company even agrees to replace it for you. So police have some tips. So first, if you're expecting a package, bring it inside. Have a trusted neighbor bring it inside. Don't leave it it sitting there forever. Maybe bring it inside your door. Don't put neon arrows on it that says, steal me next to the package. Stuff like that. Don't let it sit out. Second of all. Don't let let it sit sit out. out. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, honey, we got a package. Ah, Leave it there. Let's go on vacation. Actually, Rick, I need to leave in the middle of the show. I just had a package dropped off at the house. I'll be go right back. It. I, I got to go throw it in the house real quick. Well, this home is a really great example. You want some sort of home surveillance, Arlo, Ring, something like that, so that if someone does come onto your porch to steal- You have something good that people will click on and you'll get a lot of views. Yeah, because they're still going to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, that doesn't stop anybody. Felix, you have proof that can help police and that can also help you hopefully get those items replaced. Yeah, you're going to call the police and they're going to run right out and do an investigation. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a neighbor that was so nice one year. We were out of town just for the weekend. And I guess I got a package delivered. And she messages me and she's like, if you see me on your ring, I'm not stealing your package. I just brought it inside my house because I knew you were gone and I wanted to sit out all weekend. I'm like, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, why you just get, you know, the package delivery guy to beat it up so bad that nobody wants to take it. HDS, sir. And how are you this afternoon? All righty then. I have a package for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, this is the this is the quintessential stupid news story. So this lady, she goes into the uh, by the way, the FDA and uh, the F uh, the mod system is a database in the FDA that keeps track of medical accidents. Okay. with medical equipment, um, not with medicines, medical equipment. So if you go into a CAT scan and, I don't know, your dentures come out and right. whatever. MRI is an enormous, powerful magnet. That's why when you go in an MRI, they make you take your watch off. Any jewelry, they yeah. ask you if you have stents in your heart, you know. And Anything metal. I had to take all my jewelry off. My yeah. rings, my earrings, have everything. Have you ever seen one of those operate without, like, the cover on it? No. With, like, what the donut is no. actually doing? No. It's a giant spinning machine. It looks like a... A washing machine, machine or something. It looks dangerous. Yeah. And you don't realize how fast it's spinning around you because that one plastic cover. But you look at it, you're like, whoa, you put people in that? It's, I like, have to... it's like the collider in, Sw- in Swi- Switzerland. Yeah, no, yeah. Sweden. It looks like a particle collider or something. It's like, hey, you're, you're sticking people in here. I have to close my eyes when I go in it because it makes oh, me yeah. too nervous. Oh, I get claustrophobia. I go crazy. I just close my eyes. Did you ever do You had to do it. You, do, you didn't do the brain one. I had to do all of it. Did, with the had- cage on your head? Oh no, maybe we, I didn't oh, do a dude, one. I have had to do that twice. They put a cage on your head. Oh, so you for don't the gamma move. knife for your ears. So you don't, no, no. Well, no, I was asleep it's for that. So you don't move? You don't move. You talk about freak out. I had to go in there. I, I didn't tell, I mean, I had a few shots. Did you really? Oh, hell yeah. I only had the one where they inject the stuff that makes you feel like you pee yourself. Yeah, and yeah, And then you slide too. in from my heart. I've they had it from my heart. but put not you my... in a head cage? Yeah, they put you it's in like a head cage. Like and, Hannibal and Lecter? And it's 40 minutes. Yeah, exactly. What? Only 40 minutes? 40 minutes Whoa. in there. Bang, 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 clang, clang, clang. The doctor's like, would you like to play a game? <laughs> oh my gosh, now I'm never going to be able to get a brain scan. <laughs> so in the MOD database uh, that releases the information every once in a while, back in July, this lady went into an MRI facility, went in the MRI, they checked her for jewelry, she said she didn't have anything metallic on her, and when she got in there, they turned it on, the gun she had hidden blew up and shot her in the butt. What? Oh, wait, what? It shot her in the butt? Yeah, Why 57-year-old you- was shot in the buttocks by her own gun. As <laughs> soon as they turned the machine on, Boom! Maybe she thought she needed the gun because it was going to be some kind of horror movie situation. After it shot her, the gun attached itself to the powerful magnet inside the MRI and fired off another single round that almost killed one of the... This is not funny. Whoa. Yeah, it penetrated uh, her skin, and then the second shot uh, almost hit the doctor on sight. You don't... I mean, you pat people down to get on an airport. You don't pat them down before putting them in the giant no, they don't magnet pat machine. You, no. Well, well you don't want to think somebody's that stupid. They looked at me, and they were like, let me see your ears, your hands. Okay, all your jewelry's off. Yeah. So finally, a three-year-old boy, you know, it's travel season. Keep an eye on your kids. They love the luggage belt. Three-year-old boy who managed to slip past it. I, I, when I was a kid, they didn't have those. I, I would have loved to jump on one. Well, you know, you when you see it go behind the little curtain thing, yeah. you're like, what's back there? It's I like a magical it. land you want to try to figure out. <laughs> it is. It's like small world. A uh, three-year-old boy who managed to slip past his parents and security was caught on surveillance camera going for a conveyor belt ride. Footage captured the moment that the little daredevil slithered past the check-in counter at the airport, and this happened November 16th, and boarded for a joyride that lasted a few minutes before being caught. 
<laughs> I, it's one of those where, like, when you see the luggage area behind the thing, like, it'd kind of be fun to ride on. You just pop it up and down, going through the whole thing. <laughs> Whee! Yeah. Ready for fun for the whole family? Yeah. yeah! Then come on down to Airport Flags Theme Park, where you can run wild and have the time of your life. My kid loves riding around on the luggage conveyor belt. And I love running around on the tarmac, just running and running, dodging the planes. I'm going to ride around on the baggage cart outside. See ya. You'll love Airport Flags. Honey, have you seen Timmy? I'm up here, Dad. Well, will you look at that? He's on top of that plane. Yay! It's Airport Flags Theme Park. See you soon. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Happy Friday. The update's brought to you by Farron Ferris. So, Elise Stefanak is a Harvard graduate. This must be... I don't know how she must feel. I know she's very upset. I'm upset. But at the same time, I'm thinking she's across from the president of Harvard University, and she's a Harvard graduate. And she's scolding the president, which deservedly so, the president of Harvard. But let's start with, what is it, U of Penn. Yeah. Yesterday, I mistakenly said Penn State, which I think the argument was really hysterical. What happened? You got an email right away? Well, I got a bunch. This is about this is about anti-Semitism and how these schools are allowing kids to go around the schools saying that they want to kill Jews. That one. So Harvard, uh, U of Penn, uh, some other colleges, but this one I you meant kept saying Penn State by mistake, like, and they were like, "We're not Penn State." It's, I, so I don't know if they went. I don't think that I don't know if they went there or not. I have so no idea. So, yeah. So what do you think? They were upset that I was saying Penn State because it, but put shed a bad light on Penn State, the one who had... In Penn State, the one that had Sandusky? Sandusky, who was diddling kids and Paterno had... It, I mean, he died right after that. And they that. took money... Don't they have the Biden thingy that they took money from China? Right, no, they have the, the Biden Center right there that, that uh, takes money and filters it, launders it for Chinese, from China to Biden. Yeah, it's, that's the one. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, they're defending it and there's that going on there and then you're... Okay. I don't think they were defending Penn State. Oh, Okay. No, they they were saying it's not Penn State, it's University of, or maybe I have no idea. I don't know what it was yeah. for, but they were just correcting. Okay, no, no, thanks for the correction, yeah. and I did make that mistake, but it's not. It's it's a U of Penn. So first, uh, Elise Stefanak is across from the U of Penn president. One thing about this president, as opposed to the Harvard president, um, this is a white lady, and I mention that only because uh, in, in this context we need to. She's um, She's got this smirk on her face that when she speaks, you've got to understand what's going on. On these colleges, especially Penn, U of Penn and Harvard, There is it's almost like an entire university is anti-Semitic, and they're allowing it. And, and we'll get into other examples of what this could be like if it was not Jews and some other race. But let's go with this. So she's got a smirk on her face when she's answering the questions of Elise Stefanek, which makes Elise even more upset. So here we go. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. 
It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. Do so you understand what's going on here? Listen to me. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment. This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see <laughs> yeah. your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? This little space of silence just cost you of Penn $100 million. Dude. Go ahead. Here's the silence. It can be harassment. The answer is yes. Okay, so what she's saying, in case you didn't catch that, it's not harassment until you kill a Jew. Until you murder somebody, it's not harassment. These what? people, this is the president of, this is the one you paid as a parent listening right now. If you send your kid to U of Penn because, you know, it's an Ivy League school and I left and we go to the cocktail party and the, 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 the Borises are there and the Johnsons and we talk about our children because his, his son goes to Stanford and, his, and this is when his daughter goes to Yale and my son goes to Harvard and Penn. And you know, if you're sitting there clinking your glasses and proud of your kids and everything, this is what's going on at this school. It, it's not harassment until they murder a Jew. This is, and she had trouble answering it. You know, when you have the women oh, of the view, I was watching some, a clip yesterday, and Sarah Haynes, who's the blonde who sits right next to Whoopi Goldberg, she came out and said it. A lot of them did too, but she came out and said, I have never seen such a wide array of accepted anti-Semitism in the United yeah. States in my entire life. She said, insert whatever kind of group you want there, black people, gay people, Latino people, whatever you want in that group, that would never be accepted if someone was calling for the eradication or the genocide of an entire group of people. Why is everybody so silent when it comes to the anti-Semitism? It's... It's mind-boggling, especially when you hear in the media people throw around, you know, Trump, he's, you know, spouting all these, you know, hateful rhetoric. This stuff that they consider hateful compared to what they're like, well, I mean, you know, it's contextually No, this is, this is, this is horrendous. So, um, this same university, the one, Penn of You, canceled, canceled Ben Shapiro from an appearance there. And the list, do you want to see the list? Oh, because he's Go Jewish? online, type, no, 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 because it, this is, they're sensitive about Ben Shapiro coming in and doing a speech about being conservative, but 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 not people that come in and say, oh, let's just kill all the Jews from the river to the sea, okay? Let's do that. Oh, that's, you know, no problem. Crazy. <laughs> now, here is Elise asking the Harvard president. This is a black lady. She should know better. Remember I told you in context? This is somebody that I'm sure some time in her life and felt, I'm sure felt depressed or you know yeah over in some way. over racism more so yeah than people that didn't you know, don't have the black experience and she just doesn't get it either. The president's a, failed moral leadership has led to a moral decay. Oh, of I'm our sorry. Campus. That's that's a reporter from Forbes magazine. Ah, let's play her. What the hell? 
These presidents' failed moral leadership has led to a moral decay of our campuses. So now the mask is totally off and we can no longer overlook the dismissal of anti-Semitism as mere innocence. When Liz McGill welcomed a group of vile anti-Semites for a festival of hate on Penn's campus a few months ago, wasn't an anomaly. When Harvard students and faculty published an anti-Semitic statement right after the massacre of October 7th, that wasn't an anomaly. And when students across the country are allowed to call for a Jewish genocide without any consequences. This is not an anomaly. This is all a part of systematic Jew hatred that exists in the highest levels of academia. They call it anti-Zionism, and then they immediately say that a Jewish genocide is context-dependent. President McGill, President Gay, and President Kornbluth should take responsibility and ownership. It's time for them all to either be fired or to resign. Now, Elise turns her sights on uh, President Gay of Harvard. This is Harvard. When you say the word, I picture money and people I can never be. Well, you also picture someone that's, I don't know, educated? Yeah, here, here's that exchange. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not aware of that report? Ooh. As I observed earlier... I reject that characterization. It's the of data our shows it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, sometimes as young as 16 years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission? Mm hmm. That long predates my time as president. But you so understand that Harvard made that decision to rescind those offers of admission? Well, let me ask you this. Will admissions offers be rescinded or any disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say, from the river to the sea or intifada, advocating for the murder of Jews? As I've said, that type of hateful, reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me. Today that no action will be taken. What action will be taken? When speech crosses into conduct, that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation, we take action. So, so you have to kill a Jew before they take action. That's what she just said. And you can damn well guarantee that if there was a KKK rally on campus, oh. they would not let that happen. I mean, Rightfully no. so, but they wouldn't let that happen. It's not even that. She just made the point. You could just put a meme up, a funny meme about yeah. race relations, or you could even put uh -huh. a meme up that's offensive in any way. They won't accept you. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Hey, I want to murder Jews. You know, genocide. Ah, oh, come on in. Yeah, it's not bad until you actually do something. Like, imagine if you had that same standard for other stuff. Like somebody tweets, hey, school shooting happening today. They're like, well, until he does it, we're not going to do anything. You'd be surprised how many times that happens. Well, we have no proof until they actually do something. It's, oh, wait, people have to die in order for you to do something? Okay. Oh, man, I just can't believe that. Like you said, it's Harvard. So, you how Penn, do you not? I know. You Penn's president uh, put together a little, like, <laughs> she didn't put, this is the one that smirks. She didn't put that anything. Somebody wrote her this, and she read it, and it's on Instagram. Well, I think because when she came out and was saying all that stuff, she got a lot of hate and a lot of blowback, and they're like, you better, you better apologize. Oh, this, this is the trustees where they just lost $100 million because yeah. of this one billionaire. This one billionaire, and you, I forget which company he owns. Do you remember from the story? He owns an enormous company. It's some kind of, a, it's like a Expedia or something like that. Pulled his money, and between him and three other guys, $100 was a million? It's got to be a hundred million dollars gone from the university Good. instantly, Good. instantly from what she said right there. You heard it right here. So anyway, you just heard the think about it. You just heard the hundred million dollar audio on this station just now. It's amazing. That's incredible. what a show. Anyway. <laughs>
So here she is on uh, social media apologizing with a pre-written apology. I'll just play a few seconds if you get the gist. There was a, there was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries. And yeah, what, yeah. Where was all that at the hearing, yeah, lady? Right, right. Where, this is people believing you. <laughs> so she comes out with this apology after getting the receipts that say, oh, by the way, no more money for you. Oh, oh, whoops. Hang on. Oh. Sorry. Yep. Here, here's another guy. Ross Stevens, founder and CEO of Stone Ridge Asset Management. Just the name sounds very expensive. Oh, yeah. You have assets to manage. Who donated, just pulled his $100 million of help from the university. Good. I, You know what? I Please, I hope parents hear this and swallow their ego and their all that stuff and send your kid to a reasonable school where they're going to get the same education for a lot less and there's all this BS isn't going to be there because this is this I can't even think of anything worse happening socially in our country than this I just it blows my mind that like you said Ivy League schools these are supposed to be the highest institutions of education in our nation and these people can't figure this out like you don't you know how does that not make sense to the people in charge you know what else is disheartening is all the people that put that black square on their Instagram for Black Lives Matter. Remember, and they said, if you don't put the black square, silence is violence. You remember all that? Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, say yeah. anything, you're part of the problem. All the celebrities, every single celebrity had a black square on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Every person that put that up, it's interesting. Radio silence. What happened to silence is violence? You ain't saying anything. Nope. That's violent. All right, let's move on to something more mundane. Anything you do, it's all it. When you cut that guy off, it's all it. Did you just pick your nose? It's all it your car sees. Yeah, they just can't leave you alone, can they? So all these late model cars with the huge video dash, you know, I got yeah. my wife's got one. I don't have that. Um, they're all watching you. They're recording it. They're watching. Wait, what? You. What? What do you? What do you? What they're do you mean? watching you and recording you. What? Liter- so they could see me singing in my car all the way to work? Yeah. If you have a late model vehicle, mm-hmm. you might be what they might be watching literally and figuratively as you drive down the road. It's watching you with cameras, the monitors that they use to help you drive and you know see around the corner and all that crap uh they also watch you in the cabin they track where you're looking with sensors that track your speed lane position your eye rate of acceleration your car uses this data to make your rides (laughs) this is what they tell you yeah to make your ride safe comfortable and convenient (laughs) yeah pretty soon your convenience will be mandatory come 2025 and the government's just going to have access to all that information? I don't know. He looks like he's trying to do something nefarious. Turn his car off, lock him in it, call the police. Yeah, they can also identify when you're speeding by verifying the speed limit from your GPS position or traffic signs along the road. Oh, they don't measure how big your smile is while you're doing it? Right. Some car makers, (laughs) you're gritting your teeth going, yeah, you're faster, yeah. I mean, it's it's spooky because, like, your phone is already doing a lot of that. You know, Mm -hmm. when you look at Instagram or Facebook, like, it's tracking your eye movement 
and to to see what you look at and how long you look at it and then they sell that information to advertisers so they can get those ads better and now it's translated to your vehicle in that way who's getting all this stuff now the company's claim is to provide you with you know safety and also to improve the driving experience but then what's really happening is the data is being sold just like Facebook and all that mm-hmm. the data is being sold collected and it's a privacy nightmare the information can reveal your identity your habits when you're in your car where you drive how safely you drive, where you go shopping. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. I'll report all. You can see it at the Mozilla Foundation where they, it's a non-profit. They have everything printed out. We have 12,000 videos of you singing along to Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah, this is right. I mean, they just they're all over you, man. And then they sell that information to third parties so then you get the little thing that pops up in your internet and you're wondering, how do they know that? They must be having a ball watching me because I am a rock star recording an album in my car. Oh, it's just so spooky, man. Like that's. Are you a bad singer? Uh, it depends on the song. Sometimes. Are you tone deaf? No, I'm not tone deaf. Okay, because that could be painful. No. I had a friend like that. Mm-mm. Used to. I sing. could sing along to a song. I mean, I've. I've I mean. In I'm, tune. I might. I'm not Whitney Houston or anything like that, well, but I'll be in tune. When we do the songs on Friday, you never sing along. I do. That's because people find it annoying. They want to hear the song. song. They don't want to hear me. No, but in the background, I'll just join in part of the chorus. Yeah, that little bit's fine. But it's but in tune. But you never it? do. You never is do. It? it is. Let's talk about that for a second. No. I was a musician. You were a musician. I was a musician. Yeah. What did, what did you, play? you play? I played sax and drums. No. Shut yeah, your I did. face. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. Were you in a band? Okay. He's a tuba what was it guy. Well, I was in the high school. I was in a rock band, Ezra, in high school. No really? way. Yeah. No way. Yes way. And then Rick left, and they were like, we're better than him, and they formed better than Ezra. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, Jill. Oh, that was good. Oh, give her. Okay, gold star. Band, by the way. Yeah. I don't know who they are. All right, so Christmas <laughs> is upon us. This is the week of mail shopping. It's not even a week. Oh, dude, I still have so much to do. I'm- I haven't even started. I know you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jill finished in March. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jill finished. You get what you want. Here's a round of applause. Recorded, but a round of applause nevertheless. Here's the problem with what I do, though. What? If you shop early and you get all proud of yourself, then you have all this lull time, and then you go out to stores and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll get one more thing, or maybe I'll get this person, or maybe I'll add to this, and you spend way more Uh, money than you intended. Well, you see, that's why I do it, to prevent that problem. (laughs) Well, you have, it's hard for, like, I don't have as many people in my world that, like, I feel obligated to get a gift for, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's, I'm... Well, how really many, get them something? How many people do you both have on your list that you are doing it by obligation? You, you, you they don't, you don't necessarily like them. Maybe they said something nasty. Other than one family? Time. No, no, well, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, I got, I got. Well, let, let, let's say if I had to buy something for your family and I buy something for your mother-in-law, hates me. But I would, I would be obligated if I was going to a party, a Christmas party at your house, and she was there. I mean, I, you know, you have to give their perfect example. We have a work party next week, and it's oh, a white elephant party, go. so we all have to buy a present for this party. Yeah, but you don't know who that's going to. Maybe right. somebody you liked. But I'm saying somebody you actually know that you're going to buy for because they're going to be at your house for Christmas, or and you, and there's somebody you're like, you just you know what a jerk. But I got to yeah, buy. You have a lot something. of relatives you don't like, don't they? There Come are to your some. House yeah. And expect presents. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I know they <laughs> present me back with stuff I don't want. But you know that's okay. Do you just regift it to people? Is that uh, what yeah. you give Smoke and I every year for Christmas? No, just no, no, presents? no. He's no. a casserole dish I got last year. But I do, have, I do have a headphone holder that was bought at a flea market by this one uh, <laughs> sister-in-law there, or whatever she is. What is? I don't know what she is to me. She's something. Related somehow by <laughs> She by bought marriage. me this thing at a garage sale. It's a record that's bent in two places with a big nail through it to hang my headphones. Oh, she probably thought it was cool and artsy and you're in radio. She's got and- no taste. 
But she probably thought it was a neat okay, thing. Okay, it's the ugliest. I'll bring it in. It's the ugliest thing you've ever seen I in your see life. I want to see it. Oh, it's horrendous. It's you try just, to put it on your turntable like this thing is just no, no. It's a record. It's a record with a hook on it, and it's on a stand so you can put your headphones on it. I, I feel so the you. headphones rest on this bent record. It's, it's, it's. The, I laughed when Maybe she gave she it to me. Maybe she thought you had a studio, and this will go well in his studio. No, no, that's what she thought. Okay. Well, he did once upon a time, but now it's a closet for floor locks. Yeah. So anyway, so if if you have to buy something for somebody that you really don't want to buy for, there's a store for you. When I was a kid, my Aunt Lisa always called me fat, but she's my aunt, so I gotta buy her a gift. What do I do? Since you obviously don't like her, come to the Happy Holiday But Not Really store. At the Happy Holiday But Not Really store, our employees are trained in selecting gifts for those lesser-loved relatives in your life. Here, give your Aunt Lisa this can of nuts. Nah, she likes nuts. Yeah, but we already picked out all of the cashews. Sold. Do all your ambivalent but mandatory shopping for the people you're stuck with getting a gift for at the Happy Holiday But Not Really store. Come in today and get 50% off the number one gift that says, I stopped caring years ago. Candles. The Sunny (laughs) Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So, this is kind of funny because you see a guy going down the street and maybe he's in a sports car and he's um, okay, for lack of a better term, I'll say middle-aged. Maybe he's not the best-looking dude in the world, but he's in a Corvette convertible. He's driving down like his you-know-what don't stink. Turns out they did a survey. Driving an expensive car makes you think you're more attractive than you actually are. Actually, uh, I remember a time when uh, that would be the case. You drive a more expensive, good-looking sports car, and you are more attractive than you perhaps are w- without the car. Do you think it's a confidence thing? Do you think it's because no, you have I, so much Because com- I think confidence makes you more attractive than you physically are sometimes. That's true. That's true. But I'm saying that um, I remember when women used to be attracted to the person because depending on the car they drove. Yeah. If you get if you get a guy come pick you up in a Ford Taurus, are uh-huh. you going to be as impressed as a guy that comes up in a brand new $150,000 Corvette? Depends on what the guy in the Taurus looks like. <laughs> so the guy in the... So Brad Pitt's picking me up in a Taurus? Yeah. And, I don't know, Steve Buscemi's picking me up in a Corvette? <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, I don't pick him. <laughs> then I'm probably going to go with the Taurus Is that Taurus your friend guy. in the wood chipper? Not that I have anything against Steve Buscemi. I love him, but <laughs> just saying. Buscemi's kind of attractive in a very sinister sort of way. He's, see, that's I would be attracted to him in a weird way because he's funny, and I always like a funny guy. I mean, you like, uh, what's his face? Jeff Life. Goldblum. Oh, uh, Goldblum. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Hides away. So that's, you would. That's if, my weird crush. I so know. So Jeff Goldblum drove he, up he in pulls a. Pulls up in one of those little Shriner cars. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> should pull up in a Schwinn ten speed, and I'd get on the back and go somewhere with him. Really? Yeah. He's, that's so right. bizarre to me. You don't have a weird crush that nobody Not understands. Not like that. No, mine are good looking with boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you like John Malkovich too? Me yeah, no. I, I used to have a crush on John Malkovich. What, are you serious? <laughs> Women all have like a weird guy that they're into. I Tar- used to also think Benicio del Toro was really attractive yeah. too. Tarantino? I've, I've no, heard God, of Christopher no. Walken before. No, I don't like Christopher Walken. But you like? I mean, oh. I like them as actors. Don't be wrong. I'm just not attracted. No, no, to no you don't find the attractive. No, not physically at all. Goldblum is a, is a physical attraction and a mental attraction. Like, because I think he's funny and he's fun. And did you do you watch The Fly and get all hot and bothered? No, believe it or not, The Fly <laughs> is where I think he's the least attractive. Oh, that uh, is, even well, The Flies, it's a problem. It's Jurassic Park. Really, where I think he's the most. Now, attractive. he's got his shirt half open. Is it the intellect and the uh, the the, uh, the pausing and the? But the, it's. I think might be this might be the smart thing because even in the newest Jurassic World where he's got gray hair, I still think he's super handsome. What about when he's doing the rent commercials? Handsome. <laughs> Yeah. I just can't. I don't see it. Heads all around. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of guys that think different things, 50% of men <laughs> believe they could land a plane. Uh, Without a, having any a general aviation training. aircraft, because that that has happened. It just says uh, they're very confident they could pull off landing a plane. It doesn't say what kind. Well, so I mean, no. You're saying I, that there would be a difference. I could probably there's land a, a Cessna. There's an enormous difference. So what if it was just like a private, like a puddle jumper? Is that harder they, to that's land? That's happened. No, you mean like a like a two four seater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I, there, there's been people. I mean, it's not easy if you're not trained, but if you never touched an airplane. But the people have done it. What if I've played a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator? I was going to say, if they've done any kind of simulator, does that help you kind of understand? Not a, not a, uh, no. I mean, if you're already a pilot, like I'm a pilot, and I know my chances of landing an airliner safely are like one in a thousand. Oh, you mean like a JetBlue like, or a like Delta? A big, yeah, yeah, because it's just, it's a whole different feel. I mean, it's all feel. That's the other right. thing, too. If you don't, if you haven't felt it before, there's no way you're going to do it. You know, it's because it blows my mind, and I've talked about this before. One of my best friends, her name is Jolene. She is a pilot for JetBlue. And so she, it, it mesmerizes me. And her dad flew for FedEx for years, so she's got pilots in her family. But I always say to her, you fly this, you fly this huge building of, in the air and it's just like normal to you. She's like, well, you go through a lot of training, but eventually it becomes like driving a car. Like we get in the car and it we don't does. get nervous behind the wheel of yeah. the car. So she's, to her, it's just eh, I'm flying a plane, no big deal. Yeah, the problem is that planes have become so complex and then, and then but, but an average person, the chance of you landing an airliner is one in a million, 50 million. It's, 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 it's almost impossible because unless you know the feel and what's going to happen next before yeah. it happens, there's no way. Well, 50% of men think that they can do it just fine. Well, that's my pee-pee's bigger than yours. That, that's <laughs> what that I is. Do it. Let me get the get joystick out of the or whatever way. you Give call me that. All right. Do you think the scenario in their head isn't... They're going to say... They're, they're the they're guy gonna, in airplane. They're the hero. Uh, striker. Right. No, it's not, a, it's not a, hey, let me try. It's a, does anyone on this flight know how to land a plane? I'll do it. And then they become the hero and everybody claps and then you're in the newspaper. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. Okay. Although you can, in a big airplane in these days, you can screw up pretty pretty bad and still land it. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you know the, what you're doing, even then. All right. Uh, have you ever wanted your house? You walk in, you decorate Christmas, and you go, the only thing that's missing is I wish it smelled like stale beer and cigarettes. Yeah, every day. Yeah, so- Wait. What if my house already smelled like that? Uh, well, now that you live with your girlfriend, I can imagine your house not smelling like anything except beautiful potpourri. Eh, it kind of smells like farts, Mixed at least weed. in my office. Hey, I got excited yesterday because uh, Jill put a picture up. And I didn't know it was Jill. I was going through your threads you know, and stuff, and I saw that picture. I guess it's you with your cat. And I saw... I didn't know whose cat it was. Remember, I asked you. I said, "Is that you?" Sent me a picture of your cat. Yeah, laying on the. But I didn't know it was you because you had. There were so many messages. I'm trying to read to him, and I see. The oh picture yes, of the and cat. a picture of the cat sleeping on the thing. And I see the background, and well, I was like all neat and everything, mm-hmm. and it's got stuff on the walls that I know he wouldn't put on the walls. And I'm thinking, because I never saw the cat. I'm thinking, is this his new cat? What's your cat scumbag? What's your name, your cat? Douchebag? Uh, I, no, no. We don't Dirty hippie? Like uh, Dirty hippie Yeah, kitty. well, they found her in a dumpster. Uh, whatever. Dirty hippie. I thought it was his new cat, so I'm going, oh my God, look what she's done to him. Get to the back, it says gather, and there's a chandelier. I do not have a gather and, sign and, in my house. You're all close. So you got a wine sign. Yeah, live, laugh, drink. You yeah, know, and so. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> he's been castrated. No, no, that's not my it's house. It's not his house. But is it coming? Are you going to send us pics? Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see what what's missing. Uh, well, let like me you. finish getting stuff, you know, out of the boxes. What did and you? Throw, what did you? Where were you forced to throw out? Uh, his bathroom mat. We talked about this. Yeah, my my shower rug. What does it? What does it say? NFL? No, it's just gray, but it doesn't fit the motif. Yeah, so she was like, "We'll find a place." What for about it. an item that actually made you choke up and going? Are you really letting me throw? Oh that? no, no, no. Nothing I, yet. I put my foot down on some stuff. 
I ain't well, getting rid of this. My Zulu shield, a real Zulu shield. You better find a place in the living room for this thing. Nerd alert! Oh my God! So the Zulu <laughs> it's shield an artifact. Do it's, you have a cape hanging in a glass box next to it with yeah, a sword? Yeah, belonged to James Brown. It's still it's still in the in the main room. The Zulu shield? Oh, that's. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's just a matter of time. Oh no. Okay, no, where's your computer? Where's I'll your computer? I'll bolt it into the wall. Where's your computer desk? In your room. In my office. Right. Oh, you have an office. office. That's all your st- See, if I were her, I'd be like, you have a whole room. This is your office. Put all your stuff in the office. Yeah. Decorate it however you want. This is your room. Well, like, I've just been what having, you want. She's being very sweet. I've just been having a good time with her. I'm like, I'll pull out the dumbest thing I have or like a boobs poster. Be like, where are we putting this? Front, front room? Right in the dining room? She's like... Um, and I'm like, that's okay, I know. Yeah, you're playing games right now, it's okay. This is a lust period, it'll it'll wear off. Well, if you Shouldn't ever you... miss that, you know, oh, I feel like I need a little bit of me in the house, Miller High Life has a tree light that you plug no. in and it smells like tobacco and stale beer. <laughs> Why would you okay, purchase this? where can you get this? You have to go to the Any website. bar in America? Yeah. <laughs> It's, how does it do it? And you, if you if you enter to win, you can actually get like a big five foot version. It's like the whole tree that smells like stale bar. Oh, awesome! Oh, better luck. Hey, candle. I want uh, I want a house. Beer. I want the house to smell like urinal cakes, cakes and cigars. <laughs> Ew, nasty. Does it come with a sticky floor? Girl drove uh, <laughs> walked by me in the hallway down here. Yeah, I swear she smelled like urinal cakes. Well, that's a lovely scent. It's I know. I was like, I, I wanted to stop her and say, "Where'd you get that?" Oh, the urinal cakes. That's terrible. Maybe she's got cats and they peed on her no, stuff? No, it wasn't pee smell. I can detect that. Okay. <laughs> so I saw this list, and we'll see what you guys think. Every so, Rick and I had a discussion this morning while we were doing some show prep, and we're sitting there, and I said, do you ever look at a list, and you know it's total BS? Like you were saying earlier, like, it's hot outside, ways to stay cool. Oh, tips, those stupid tips turn on, on local your television. air conditioner, turn on a fan. And then every so often, I'll read one that I completely disagree with. Some of these on here I have to disagree with. This is the list of the worst Christmas songs of all time. So if you if you would, Rick, would you stop them in between yeah. so I can say what they are? Yeah, sure. So I'll just give you the top six. This first one, which I actually kind of like, is from Lady Gaga. It's called Christmas Tree. It's very Lady Gaga-ish. I like it, though. I like the dissonant chord there that's struck in the middle of that. That's yeah. great. Um, and then the, the number five is actually one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. It's Pentatonix, but it's one of their originals called That's Christmas to Me. Oh. And I'll wait all night till Santa comes to wake me from my dreams. Oh, I... That's all with their mouths, by the way. No instruments. I see the children play outside like angels in the snow. Well, mom and daddy share a kiss under the mistletoe. And we'll cherish all these simple things wherever we may be. Oh, I. That's Christmas to me. I love that. I love is this the worst song or the best a, one? This is supposed to be the worst. This is the best yeah, one. I'm not into it. Pentatonix blows my mind because did you hear that deep bass? That's somebody's yeah, yeah. voice. That's the guy from Elvira. That makes sense. Brokerage Boys. Coming in at number four of one of the worst Christmas songs of all time comes from Weird Al Yankovic. This is called The Night Santa Went Crazy. Merry Christmas to all. Now you're all going to die. <laughs> the Night Santa. 
Across the street that plays a lot of Christmas, they won't touch these. That. And these are the best. The night Santa went crazy, you're all right. gonna die. It's awesome. And then I watched this video, it's hysterical. <laughs> this song is called Dear Santa, Bring Me a Man, and it's from the Weather Girls. Hi, we're your Weather Girls. Uh-huh. And have we got holiday news for you? You better listen. This is an open letter to Mr. Santa Claus. voice is incredible. Is that Martha Watts? The best Christmas songs I've heard in a long time. These are actually like entertaining. I know that was that was the number three song on the list of the worst Christmas songs of all time. Number two is a favorite that we do parodies of, uh, probably day in and day out of the Christmas season. It's Elmo yeah. and Patsy. Oh, it's actually them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, well, this is a classic. What do you I mean know. Worst? Grandma oh. got run over by. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Okay, that is bad. And then number one, which actually when I saw the movie. Uh, I think it, uh, the first time anybody oh, heard this no, song, not this. they teared up and cried, but some people are overhearing this song. It was voted the number one worst Christmas song of all time by New Song, and it's The Christmas Shoes. <sighs> so I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her the first time you heard it, you did tear up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was good. The kid's trying to buy shoes for his dying mother no, so she no, looks I know. pretty when she meets Jesus. No, but about the 60th time you hear it, you're like, you're crying because it's actually on the radio. Yeah, it's just there's too much, like, Hallmark holiday movie smeared on it. <laughs> it was a Hallmark movie. It was a movie. After it was a song. Yeah, and then they made a movie about it. It was like, oh, my God. It was it was super sad. But that, that kind of, like... That was the worst. What's the best, do you think? Oh, we all know what the best song no, is. It's easily rocking around the Christmas tree or no. uh, the Drifters. No. No, you're all wrong. It's the one that's actually called the best Christmas song that ever existed. Oh. You never heard it? Let's, let's hear it. The best Christmas song that ever existed. machine. It's very loud. That's why I'm wearing my second favorite earmuffs. Santa Claus is coming, so you better be naughty or nice. He has a beard, so you can't even see his neck. He flies around with horses that have branches on their ears, because there are no earmuffs in the North Pole. There are only trees. He brings presents to the kids, but he doesn't wear mittens, probably because they make his hands very itchy. That's the best Christmas song that ever existed. That's 
of the best Christmas song that ever existed. All the Christmas songs don't even talk about Christmas stuff. But this is the best Christmas songs. Keep listening to it now. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. All right. Um, I never I don't have any desire to go. The game? What? Oh. I have no desire to go to Venice, Italy. I like all the parts of Italy I haven't visited. I'd like to go. I'd like to go to the I mean, birthplace. if someone's giving me a free trip, I'll go and have a great time. I'm but... to Venice is, I, it just irritates me because I just don't understand what made them do that. Why, the why would town's you, a puddle. Yeah, why would you put buildings in water? And then the other thing is all the mold and the, and the disgusting, just, I mean, it's just the whole, my, the, the idea is revolting. All the people I know that have gone to Italy said Venice was actually their least favorite place to visit because of the water. And they said it was kind of smelly. It's, yeah. of course it's smelly. Your, your your home is inside a... Well, imagine if we put homes inside swamps here. And your main mode of transportation is a guy with a funny hat driving a canoe. So that guy in that canoe there, which is called a... Uh, what is that thing called? Well, a he boats uh, a gondola. So he's gondola. a gondola driver? They're not, they're not very happy with us stupid tourists because what we do is we stand up and we take selfies in the gondola, which you know, try that in a canoe here on the, go go to a, go to Lake Monroe where there's a lot of alligators or the other lake, uh, Lupus. What's the name of that other lake? Jessup. Jessup. <laughs> go, go to Lake Jessup and stand up in a canoe and take selfies and see what happens to you. <laughs> Dude, you'd be missing an arm before you hit the water. Jesus. So many I mean, in there. so anyway, the Guardian reported that yeah, this happened, and a couple of tourists uh, got up and started taking selfies and toppled into the murky, cold, mold-filled, pee-filled, disgusting Venice water. The gondola operator kept begging him to stop with the standing That's and right. taking of the selfies. Cut it out. Well, after they fell into the murky goo, they continued to take selfies. What? Yeah. How? So the, uh, and by the way, it's cold too. So the gondola rider had no choice. He had to jump in the water and rescue the stupid tourists. Well, I would just drive my canoe away. Best of luck, losers. I'm by keeping money. By the way, money. they said they're trying to clear the water in the canals in Venice and make it more pure. And when they do that, sea life starts to thrive a little more. So if you fall in, there's like stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, you can fall right onto an urchin. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Just like New Orleans never made any sense to me. Why, why would you? All the land, the sprawling, what do they always say about America? Uh, what's in the song? Um, something, something of green fields of gold or whatever. I don't know. All this land we have and we take a major city and build it on the water. Why? You just you couldn't get them enough of a view? I don't know what the history of Venice is. I'd have to look that up. I'm sure. No, I'm talking about New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. I don't know. You know, and then, and then we have Katrina. Everybody's surprised that the water came over. It's like the, the water was there first. And you're under sea level, so yeah. It's like, uh, you know, uh, I never forget this one lady. She worked here. Her dream was to move to New Smyrna. Really? And uh, I had had that dream, and I also discovered through research that not much the dream isn't what you think. And I kept telling her, I go, you're really making a big mistake. You don't understand what oh, it's like upkeep, living by the ocean. I can imagine. Well, it was just, she's, uh, she moved there, and I think it was six months later. This was her life stream. She spent all the money, bought the house, lived there for six months, moved to downtown Orlando. Oh, because the beach, <laughs> beach houses are hard to keep up with well, the salt in the air and your she, car. And- she said she opened her drawer in the morning to get her underwear out, and it was covered in salt. The well, yeah, underwear. Because really? it's in the air. You, it, and your car it can get ruined easily. It destroys your car. It destroys everything that's metal in your house. I mean, it's, it, it was horrible. And that's then if, why you do like a, like a you, you have it and you rent it out most of the year. And then you can yeah. go there when you want to. Yeah. Give it to the, let the tourist schmoes use it. And you make a little <laughs> money and go there once in a while. 
An unidentified man was found mauled to death inside a tiger exhibit at a Pakistan zoo on Wednesday. A staff, staff was conducting routine cleaning. Oh, look at that. Officials at uh, Bahawalpur's Sherbag Zoo in the eastern province of Punjab said the body was... <laughs> Said the body was discovered, and that just makes me, I don't know, it's funny. Uh, said the body was discovered, I'm sure they have American words and make them laugh. Don't. We do, don't we? Don't, because if one of you starts, then we all start. Shh. Anyway, the body was discovered after workers noticed a shoe inside the mouth of one of the tigers. This is not a funny story. Why are we laughing? Oh, look, a shoe. In Punjab. <laughs> I mean, it is one of those situations we're, where, like, we're having technical difficulties. Who are you? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Children, get out of this room immediately. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, the uh, update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Oh, man. Good morning. Are we composed yet or no? <laughs> Rain hurts. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, give you... I don't have a lot of heavy stuff here. Let's just mess around a little bit. But first, we do have one, one story you should know about. So um, the biggest allies of the president, like the governor of Illinois... What's his name? Mr. Prickster? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. And five other major city mayors and three governors, all Democrats, all hardcore Biden supporters are are pissed. What happened? Well, they're getting too many immigrants, too many illegals in their city. I mean, look at uh, Mayor Adams in New York. He's got 148,000 illegals. He's got the most, and he's just losing his mind. So, and by the way, his uh, approval rating in New York went down to 28% from 61% when he got started. Because Ouch. all the bitching he does really doesn't do anything. And he's, of course, if you go to New York City now, this is one thing. I, I mean, I used to love New York and Christmas. Nothing like it. Nice mm. dinner Christmas Eve. And oh, if you're, yeah. If you didn't have, you know, if you're at the kids or somewhere else, nice dinner Christmas Eve. Then Rockefeller Center. Yeah, been there Christmas time. It's one beautiful. time it was the most magical thing ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not like that anymore. No, it's pee. S- streets are lined with pee, poop, and homeless illegals. It is. It's 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 awful what's happened there. Now in Chicago, it's not as bad. He's got about twenty four thousand illegals there. That guy's trying to be the compassionate one. That guy, what a the mayor. They switched out Beetlejuice for this guy. This guy's a nut. An absolute number. You can't say riot. Or you can't say uh, You have to say peaceful protest. Not even that. It was yeah, th- these people there's some mental illness in our leadership now. So the governor of Illinois, Mr. Prickster, is calling on uh, Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security director. That guy should be arrested to uh, do something. Give us more money. Do something. Uh, what we need is logistical support. Uh, that is help uh, deciding where these folks ought to go because they can't all go to Chicago. It seems like now is the moment to talk about border security and immigration mm-hmm. reform. So I'm sitting there on the couch uh, watching this and I'm thinking I'm watching uh, Fox News or maybe Newsmax. No, I was watching CNN. I, I, I stood up for a second. I was like, wait a minute. This is CNN? Listen to this. This is a CNN reporter, or actually anchor, talking to a Mayorkas, the director of Homeland Security. Their job, their only job, is to defend this country from terrorism and, of course, terrorists coming across the border. That, that's their job. But they're doing the opposite. So here we go. 
And then he wrote this, the federal government must stop abdicating responsibility once CBP releases migrants to the interior of the country. It sounds like even the president's one of his biggest supporters says we need help now from the Biden administration. Well, um, with, with respect to Governor Pritzker, with whom uh, I communicate uh, on a regular basis, uh, we have provided him with tremendous assistance, not just financially through our shelter and services program funding that the president achieved, but also in providing technical advice. But let's let's get to the root mm -hmm. of what Governor Pritzker's uh, challenge is, is that we have another governor in another state that is not cooperating and coordinating with either federal or other local authorities. You mean he's not helping to destroy the country and change the voting block forever so you can stay in office as a bureaucrat forever and destroy more of the country? And is unilaterally sending migrants to cities? You mean like the president of the United States does maybe a hundredfold more than he did, but he does it overnight in airplanes and nobody questions him? Uh, in uh, what I think is an abdication of governance responsibility. You're talking about Greg Abbott? I am indeed. You are indeed. Really, the ball-headed fart has spoken. <laughs> then, uh, this is... this is. He's only mad because it's making him look bad. This guy's such... He's a lying sack, man, that anybody else would have been fired. And they're lying to you. What's, what's amazing to me is I, I, my eyes almost go crossed because... I see the American public and I hear what they're hearing from these networks and then I hear a guy like this that's just absolutely just lying to you as the border, eight million, that's four Los Angeleses is it, mm -hmm. that have come across the border since Biden's been in office and, and no, half the country doesn't even know about it. Right. They don't know. It's it's crazy. So he goes on. Now, this is the best part. This is the best Mallorca's part. You know, restart construction on the border wall, increase the number of border patrol agents, limit asylum, narrow the president's parole powers. She's telling Mallorca's what the Republicans want. I think this is what most people want if they knew what was happening. Why is that unpalatable to the administration? Yeah, to close the border. Well, what's the Why don't we do it like most countries do? You come in here illegally, you go to jail. If you come here legally, you have to do the work, and then you become a citizen a few years down the road. We're not saying you can't come in, yeah. but at least fill out the paperwork. Can we get you to sign the guest book? But no, because something is something about this is violence. I would say two things. One, we've presented um, uh, proposals uh, that address the situation, that provide real practical solutions, and also uh, do not do violence to our fundamental values. We are a country of refuge. We do have asylum laws. We do have mm -hmm. refugee laws. We, um, we abide by our international national obligations. What the internet, do we have to take in the entire world? This guy is so full of crap. Not only that, they use words that you never use in real life so either to make you feel stupid right. and, and to make them feel like, well, we're better than you. They so must just, know what they're talking about. Yeah, so listen to all this gobbledygook I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. I said this. And then you're supposed to go, oh. Wow, they're smart. If they could go ahead and spend some of the, the, the money from his department on lockers that they could just shove him into, that would be great. <laughs> Some of the uh, proposals are, are reasonable and worthy of discussion. Okay. Others are frankly not. So, so the use of the term violence to describe nonviolent ideas or actions is so old and is an abuse of the language itself, which is what they're doing. They change the language to change the garbage they feed you. Mm -hmm. In other words, we can't just tell him, look, we're being invaded. You're not doing your job. You're fired. Oh, no. But if we don't let these people in, this is doing violence to our values. 
Screw you. Idiot. So John Kirby uh, is, he's, I, like, I like him once in a while because sometimes I tell the truth. In this instance, that's not the case. Here, he's asked by somebody in the press room, hey, uh, why don't we just not let him in? How about that? What do you think of that, huh? Um, so we heard the FBI director yesterday testify that he sees flashing lights everywhere related to terrorism. Um, what's the level of concern of the president about who's walking across our southern border with those 1.7 million gotaways of the past three fiscal years? The president is always concerned about threats to the uh, safety and security of the American people, whether those threats uh, come uh, from uh, from the southern border area or from, from elsewhere uh, around the world, in particular threats to Americans that are living overseas. It's always on his mind. Always on his mind. He wakes up thinking about all the, you know, the people that are getting across with that. He's trying to stop them. Eight million. Mm. 685,000 getaways. How about this year? Just this last few months, since October 1st, 46,000 gotaways. Most of them, 24-year-old men, military-age men with, they seem to have the same backpack. Oh, they're all from China. And they all have the same thing in their backpacks. What, did they go to the same store? They went to TJ Maxx up there in China? In Singapore? What's going on? Did you notice also all their shoes were clean? It wasn't as if they trekked for no. miles and miles no. and miles. They're in a hotel room that we're paying for. We're now sharpening their knives for their bayonets for when they come out of that hotel room to attack us. They're not stopping them from coming across no. the border because they don't want them to. No, but John Kirby says, look, the president's very concerned about this. Every one of those eight million that came across, he's very concerned about. So then why not cut that flow? Stop that flow? We- yeah. yeah, why not just, why didn't you just, I got, I got an idea for you. I just thought of it. Let, let, let's close the border. Yeah, that's the ticket. As, as the president said, uh, he's all about border security. And that's why he added money in the supplemental to increase. Yeah, you know what that's for? That's to hire more border patrol. You know what they do now? You know what border patrol actually does? I know one of them. I know what they're doing. They're Uber drivers for illegals. They what? Take, oh, yeah. They take them for the border to a nice meal. Then they have to go to the immigration office. Then they have to go here. Then they got to take their kids to the free health care clinic so they can get their teeth washed. And then they go. That's what they're doing. They are Uber drivers for illegals. They're bringing them in because it's on purpose, because they want to change the voting block in this country. So Democrats will stay in power in perpetuity forever and ever and ever. And like Danny, you know, the movie, Danny, come be across the border forever with us forever and ever and, and ever. Ever and ever. Yeah, but you know what? Not letting these people in is violence to our fundamental values. All right, Baldy. <laughs> I just oh, get worked. I get too worked up. I'm sorry. Hey, we have good news. It's about uh, 50 or 60 Hamas terrorists surrendered. Really? Happened yesterday. IDF soldiers, you can see the video where they're all lined up. They're sitting in the street. They took all their clothes except for their underwear away. Of course, you know, that's what mm-hmm. standard procedure. Make sure they don't have any hidden weapons right. and stuff like that. Uh, and they surrendered because they were like, no, that's it. I've had enough. Yeah, so what's going on in Israel is working. Somebody actually, actually made the comment on MSNBC. Actually made the comment on MSNBC. Let me see if I can find the quote here. Okay, ready? Ready for this? Somebody actually breathed in, put together the words from their background in education and splurted this out. Seeing these people sitting on the street in their undergarments is just humiliating. Are these the same people that raped women and drugged them through town so people could oh, yeah. spit on them and stomp on them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Beheaded babies, um, yeah, set fire to people in their car. That, that was, but now they're in their underwear. And somebody at MSNBC said, oh, 
That's just humiliating. That's not necessary. These are the terrorists, yes? Yes, the okay. Hamas people who just surrendered. So hopefully there'll be more surrenders and more idiots on MSNBC saying stupid stuff. Did you hear what Megyn Kelly was saying? I oh, meant no. to get it for you. Oh, you didn't get it. What did she say? So she said that when Hamas was releasing hostages... Some of them weren't even hostages. They were injured Hamas members I that they were that. releasing as hostages so that they could get medical attention. Wait, what? Yep, you heard that right. What? They were yeah. pretending that the Hamas terrorists, the injured ones, were hostages that they were releasing so that they could get them out and get the medical attention. See, here's the Without part, having them be harmed. This is the part where I think to myself, these people aren't stupid. They're sinister. They're evil. There's nothing more evil than these people, but they're not stupid. That is, and not only not stupid, they're, what's the word? That's they're, like James Bond stuff. Yeah, they're just, uh, I, I, what's, I don't know the word, when you're really bold and-, and Yeah, I, I was watching the whole thing on her show last night. Brazen. She was, she was livid about it. Well, yeah, that's brazen. That's So they weren't actually releasing all of the hostages- no, they were from releasing- Israel that they were supposed to. They were releasing their own terrorists to get the medical help. God. All right. This is uh, this is uh, Elon Musk owning Bob Iger and the rest of the clan at Disney <laughs> and Walmart. So Facebook and Instagram are facing a big lawsuit. There's 28 states already on board, but New Mexico State Attorney General filed a civil lawsuit against Mark Zuckerberg personally, the CEO of uh, Facebook, Meta, you know, uh, Instagram, and uh, other social media. There was an undercover, undercover investigation that's been going on alleging that in a myriad of instances, sexually explicit content being served to minors, child sexual coercion, mm-hmm. on sale, child sexual abuse materi- material. Where is this? On Facebook, Instagram, oh, yeah. and in New Mexico Attorney General has Raul Torres has got all this information gathered. The investigation data is complete. Now they're in the civil so- suit phase of this of this thing and so are a bunch of other states the suit alleges that certain child exploitive content is get ready for this is 10 times more prevalent on facebook and instagram alone as compared to pornography site pornhub wow and only fans 10 times those two put together you find more child porn access and child porn to purchase on Facebook and Instagram than you do on Pornhub. What? Well, do you remember the one kid came forward? He's a teenager now. I think he's of age. But when he was younger, he was physically abused by somebody. And that video was up and it was circulating on Facebook. So they contacted Facebook. And he's like, hey, that's me from when I was abused. You need to take that down. And they sent him back and said, this doesn't go against our community standards. We can't control what people put up. If it's not, And he's like, what do you mean it's not going against your community standards? So Elon Musk pounced on this right away, and I knew he was going to do it. I swear, I was listening. I was listening to the story the other day, and I was going, "Oh my God!" Good for him. This is unbelievable. What an opportunity for Musk to fire back. Because as you, if you don't know, uh, Elon Musk made a comment. The word was truth. He responded to a post, and seemingly it was anti-Semitic, but it, it, it's that this was allowed to go on X, which is formerly Twitter. Uh, it looks like Bob Iger. Disney canceled their advertising on X. So did Walmart. So did a bunch of other big, huge corporate retailers. Oh, now they pretend like they support the Jews? Okay. Right. So all of a sudden, they did that. Elon Musk went on, as you know, it was one of the biggest hits in the last two weeks where he told them all to go F themselves. 
Remember that? Yep. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah, it's it, it was a uh, it was a great day for uh, for uh, radio that day because everybody's got a clip of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if I still. Yeah, here it is. This is the uh, longer version. Go yourself. That's pretty much what he told. And he called Bob Iger out by name. He's like, hi, Bob. When he was doing it. So Elon Musk sees what's going on with the lawsuit against Facebook and Meta for um, the child porn situation, ten times more than Pornhub. So he goes out and he goes, wait a minute. He goes. Bob Iger, you're cool with advertising next to child exploitation material? You're a real stand-up guy. Got he! Ooh. Another user asked why Iger hadn't been fired yet. Musk replied, he should be fired immediately. Yeah. That's worse than anything that Musk seemingly did. He says all the companies, Walmart, they're okay with child exploitive material on Facebook because they advertise right next to it. So you can be one of these scuzzy old bags looking for child porn on one of these sites like Facebook and Instagram and scrolling right past you while you're doing that is Walmart, Disney, blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me, Rick? Yeah. He said, uh, Elon Musk said, quote, I know advertiser boycotter Bob Iger, you're endorsing this material while criticizing me. So there you go. So uh, I Holy guess for cow. yeah. So I guess for Iger and others on the platform that contains kitty porn, and just by being there, just like they said about him, they're endorsing it. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> and they haven't responded back, have they? I bet you they have. Of course not. What could you say? The dude is my hero, man. It's, it's, it's wait, he's so bright and he's so he's he's like the uh, Vivek of uh, you know high well, he tech. He also has the I don't give a you know what filter. He just yeah. doesn't care. I mean, it's it's one of those where like you see a lot of people with money that have that, but he also has the brains to back it up. It's like, well, I'm rich, and that's why I could do no. I'm also a rocket scientist. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> he really is. Go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> All right. Going to Australia has never been appealing to me because I think everything there, and I think everybody knows, just trying to kill you. Oh, yeah. You don't check your shoes. You could be dead. Yeah, and the things that kill things there don't distinguish between residents and tourists. So no, an 18, 18-year-old man- the size of your pinky, you just- Dude, an 18-year-old, yeah, exactly. This 18-year-old man in Australia was collecting seashells, I mean, he's 18, uh, to show his niece and putting them in his pocket. So he picked one up, little tiny, I mean, the size of your thumb, uh, octopus-looking thing. Yeah. You know, octopus. It looks like a mini octopus. You're like, wow, tiny that's so cool. Thing. Yeah. Put it in his leg, uh, in his pant pocket. <gasps> it bit its leg. It was a blue-ringed octopus, one of the most venomous creatures in the world. Whoa. And he was in the shell? Yeah. You know, it was in the shell, but when he put the shell in his pocket, it came out of the shell. Oh. Seeking to get out. Uh, he pulled the shell out of his pocket to give it to his niece, and the deadly octopus emerged and dropped into his pocket just seconds. It bit him. Luckily, it didn't stay in the shell because he handed the shell to a toddler, his niece. Well, oh, you know, no. I yeah. mean, is, uh, is that I'm crazy? not trying to side with the octopus, but the octopus doesn't belong in, oh, I don't know, your pocket? Well, I mean, you and know. As soon as he saw the octopus, he yelled really loud, I grabbed the baby. <laughs> the Palmyra man found a shell for his niece at Shoalwater Beach yesterday and put it in his pocket. When he took it out to show her, this emerged. Just a few seconds later, and the toddler would have been holding it. That's probably one of the more traumatic thoughts to think what could have happened. So, in the same way, he, um, he did get bit, but he also probably saved one of his nieces or nephew's lives. Here's a good lesson for his niece. Maybe leave the octopus where it is. 30 minutes. It kills you in 30 minutes. Do you see that one picture? It's a coyote. It's in Australia. It's a coyote that bit a shark in half. 
on the surf and then you see like in the distance a snake and someone said this is the most Australia picture I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) It's true. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. We got, a, with Dateline NBC. we got a pervert BOGO here. Volusia County deputies said they've uh, arrested an assistant scoutmaster of a Boy Scout troop. Jeez, that's shocking, this Boy Scout. Boys, little. Um, yeah, according to deputies, the victim's family contacted Volusia County Sheriff's Office mid-November after 48-year-old Vidal Torres Jr. allegedly uh, made sexual contact with the victim, a 14-year-old girl. That's one. Polk County teacher accused of inappropriate conduct was arrested yesterday. According to deputies, a 15-year-old Lakeland girl was reported missing after leaving her home and removing an ankle monitor on December 4th. What? Yeah, I guess the guy did. Deputies said when they went to the home of 21-year-old Ramir Jones, a uh, Preparing the Way Academy teacher, he claimed he hadn't seen the girl in four days. The victim was later found at his home. Oh, boy. Sheriff's Office also said explicit text messages were found after detectives seized the victim's phone. And during the investigation, Jones admitted to picking up the victim from her friend's house and taking her home. You got to be careful. What did Grady Judd always say? The predators... The child predators go where the children are. So there you had Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. You had a teacher. That's so bad. That's where they go, man. Go where the water careful. is. And finally, a former, this blows my mind, how you get away with this. Former Jacksonville Jaguars employee is accused of stealing more than, what would you guess if you were just listening to me right now? You would guess what? 100,000. Oh, yeah, right? 20, NFL team, yeah. 22,000. No. 22 million. What? 22 you, million from this, from the Jags between 2019 and 2023 by exploiting whoa. the organization's virtual credit card program. I'm thinking in my head like over the course of like 20 years. I mean, a no. million dollars a year is still a lot to like go Dude, 20, unnoticed. 22 million over four years. That's five whoa. million a year. How do you, that's the other thing, but in my mind right now is how much money are they raking in that you don't notice that going missing for a couple years the only thing that rakes in more money than the NFL is college ball (laughs) he used the money to uh, among other things uh, buy two vehicles a condominium a designer watch worth $95,000 I wonder if it gives you your EKG oh look it says it's time to go to jail (laughs) (laughs) some of the money was allegedly used to purchase cryptocurrency and place bets with online gambling sites Amit Patel who worked for the Jags for five years starting in 2018, is named in court documents filed in U.S. District Court in Jacksonville earlier this week. $22 million. Wow. Damn. Right? And we return to the action at the Jacksonville Jaguars offices, where Patel has been putting up some serious theft numbers this season. (laughs) And he's looking around to make sure nobody's watching, and he sprints toward the safe. He spins left, he darts right, he knocks over security, and he makes it out the door. And he's running to the Land Rover dealership. Wow, such dedication. And he's made it to the Land Rover dealership, and he's just paid cash for a brand new car. And now he's driving it toward Aspen. Looks like this vacation is on the Jaguars. More from the action coming up. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm sure. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring. Jill Bob goes true crime stories. 
So this is a Christmas version of a true crime story. Ready for this one? Mm-hmm. So this is a story about Jennifer Madge. She reported that her husband, Richard, had gone missing. They live in Illinois. He went missing back in April of 2022. He had phoned her to say he was leaving work because uh, he wasn't feeling well. And she's just now reporting it? No, this oh. is an older story. <laughs> okay, so when she came back home, she discovered that her husband's car was in the driveway. So he obviously came home from work. His wallet's there. His keys are there. His cards are there. But there's no sign of him. So she's like, well, I know he came home because all of his stuff is here. So obviously that would raise a couple of red flags for you. So she calls the police. Police come in to kind of question her and stuff. And they go into the home and they realize it's kind of like a hoarder home. There's a bunch of stuff there. Oh, no. Feces pushed up against the wall. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. eight months go by. It's now Christmas time, 2022. This is last December. And she's like, so she's obviously been upset because she hasn't found her husband in eight months. So she's like, well, it's Christmas time. I'm going to go put up the Christmas decorations. So she goes into what is like one of her clutter closets where you like a junk closet. You know, we have a junk drawer. Oh, no. And she goes in there. No, What's in the box? She discovers her husband's dead body in the cluttered closet under the stairs when she went to go get her Christmas Wait a minute. Does the house smell that bad that you couldn't smell the dead bodies? You know what dead body smells like? Well, here's something even sadder. They reported that the husband tragically died. I guess he committed suicide. And so he had come home, and I guess he did it in the closet, and he did it on purpose so that nobody would find the body. Uh, But a lot of people said the same thing. How were you living in the same place of his body? Um, Because it's usually such an overpowering smell. Well, officers came to search her home twice after reports of a strange odor. Oh, no. Neighbors were saying, and I guess it was coming through the pipes of the water, whatever it was coming through, it was getting into their house, and they were saying, our houses have this strange smell, and the smell was coming from her house. Maybe, you're right, maybe her house was so cluttered, and she had such a bad condition of her own home that she never smelled it. Dead bodies like cat pee, it penetrates everything. Yeah, yeah, you remember the, the... Dahmer Netflix thing? Yeah. The DC Nash? Uh-uh. I'm not eating that. I smell what's going on over there. Oh, and she, oh and she reported that show was something else. Oh, I gotta yeah. tell you what. Oh, my God. I know. Unreal. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. All right, here's expensive things that people don't regret buying. Do you ever have anything? It's like your purchase that you made. You're like, I know it was a lot of money, but it's so yeah. worth it because of this. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so here's some things that people have bought that they just do not regret. One person said they do, I think they live alone, so they got one of those weekly meal kits that come to their house so they don't have to do grocery shopping. Why would you regret that? It's $89 for six meals, which to me, if you're living alone, that's a bargain rather than going to the grocery store. You go out by yourself and have a couple of drinks and a steak and it's $89. Yeah. More than that. And then you're forced by, you know, full Nelson around your neck to pay the tip. Yeah, she said she stuck around for the six-week promotional price, so she really liked them, so she continued. So, um, Investing in more expensive clothing that doesn't fall apart in a year. That's mm-hmm. that's right. something that you really... I mean, you you can have the more inexpensive clothing, but you have to have like key pieces that are expensive so they last longer. Let me yeah. tell you something. There's so much truth to that, because you can go to even like nice stores here, the Macy's of the world and everything, mm-hmm. get stuff. They don't last that long. Last longer than Walmart. But I once... Made some money. I was working in L.A. and I was making some good bucks. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh, where did I go? It was it was an exclusive men's store? And I bought me a ray. Uh, I forget the materials. Rayon is that right? 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a material person. I don't know. But I mean, I spent like 150 bucks on one shirt. Yeah. I bought a belt for like 200 bucks. Yep. I bought pay- that stuff lasted years, yep. years. And every yeah. time I put it on, it felt like new. It was amazing. Yeah. It's because the quality of the so, product's way higher. I have a pair of Prada shoes that today is almost 20, 22 years old. You got some Prada shoes. 22 years old. Bought them Who in the gallery. In, bought them in the gallery in Dallas, where they have the best men's clothes in the world. Girl, I never and seen again, these. I spent ridiculous money because I had it. I spent like 700 dollars on. These shoes to me, that's a lot of money. Did was, you wear the Prada shoes to my wedding when you wear you these? Did. No, I he you did. Blondes. They're indestructible. <laughs> wow, most comfortable dress shoes ever. So, yeah, it's worth it. I have uh, the only thing I have, and I didn't even purchase it. My mother did. My mom had a Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, I but- my purses are I don't usually just have super fancy purses because I'm always scared somebody's gonna try to steal it. <laughs> yeah, yours is like a beach tote bag. Mine's that- from Free People and I love it. It's huge, but it's it's you know a little hippie bag that I love. Wow, um, little that thing you could fit a car in it. I know it's enormous. So my mom was like, I have this Louis Vuitton bag from the '70s, from when she oh. had it. And she gave it to me, Ooh. so I have it. It's a smaller one, but it's right. I have this Louis Vuitton bag. It looks brand new. I, mean, I know it looks it's like amazing. You just look, bought at, it. look at this shirt. Look at this shirt. Tractor Supply of Beverly Hills. Look wow. how long. It's three wow. weeks now. It's lasted. Three whole weeks? It's Tractor <laughs> Supply. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some other people. Um, la, 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 la. Oh, matching their kettle and toaster. Kitchen supplies are another thing that you need to invest in, like a good set of knives. It'll last oh, you yeah. forever if you yeah. let them. Some really good pots and pans. Um, somebody bought a countertop dishwasher. Have you seen these no. things? I've seen the countertop clothes washers on some websites. Countertop dishwasher. I think it's for people that like live in small places. Yeah, like- they, this person has a studio apartment with no dishwasher included. It was four hundred dollars, but she said it was well worth it for not to not have to wash dishes all the time. Uh, how how small? I gotta look one up. How small Say, is you it? Put like two plates in it. I'm guessing it's well. I mean, if it's only you living in a studio yeah. apartment, I can't yeah. imagine having that. Can many you to put wash. 20 cat dishes in it? Probably not. <laughs> no, we have to wash those mm. by hand. No, I have a dishwasher. Just takes six hours. Ridiculous. Yeah, I have a new one too, and it so takes these, forever. You know, this, this that was the government ruined our dishwashers. Mm-hmm. It used to be two hours at the most. Now it's six hours, and then you, know, you got 16 buttons you got to push. I will say though, this dishwasher, I just got a new one because the old one just kept acting up, and you'd have to smack it with a wooden spoon to get it to not clog. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things, and. Finally, they gave us a new dishwasher. How long? How long what? Normal wash. Oh, for this one, probably about two hours. Oh, it's not bad. Mine is like five hours. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, because it's five water hours. water saving. Uh, Do you have all the buttons pushed? Doesn't climate change the planet? No, no, no. It's all this <laughs> eco crap. I mean, it's like those toilets I got. I must have, this house was built in 2004. I think we were at the peak of, of destroying the world yeah. here with eco stuff. The toilets, little tiny hole. You put a little, little teensy little bit of toilet paper. Wow. Clog. Well, because it's only got two droplets of water in it. It's like the water's like, where's the water? Oh, there it is. Oh, I feel so green. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I have to get to this cheating story. It's the cheating story heard around the world. Oh, yeah, this is so good. And in the New York Times, I think, they ran the whole thing. They sure did. So this is a story about Molly and Blake. Molly and Blake got married. They met when they were younger. um, uh, Not super young, but like, you know, kind of young. And... When he met her, she wasn't in the best place in her life. She had been in jail uh, for doing a couple different things. I forget what she went to jail. It says it here somewhere. Her dad was a bank robber. Well, her dad, for a while, yeah, her so. dad had swindled some money. Um, so, he, long story short, she wound up getting sick and she died in, suddenly. Oh. And so he was obviously very upset, like anyone would be mm-hmm. when their wife died. 
So he's looking through her phone to try to come up with photos for a slideshow at a funeral, you know, how you do. Yeah. And um, if you've ever been to anyone's funeral, you know, sometimes they put together like a memory kind of thing. Right, She, she right. committed suicide, right? Uh, no, she didn't commit suicide. Okay. Oh, yeah, she did commit suicide. You're right. Yeah, it was just like, he felt all this guilt over it. And he's like, what did I do? Yeah, she okay. did. You're right. So he was really in a bad place. So he's looking through her phone, trying to find... So, where did my music go? No, no, because I, gotta, oh, I can't I do both things at once. Okay. Um, And then he goes through, and yeah. just like you would anyone's phone, and you're swiping, and you're swiping, and he's like, wait a minute. Why is she half naked in this photo? Oh. oh. Okay. And why is she in lingerie and, oh, wait, that looks like another man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Then he found videos that she was sending to other men. The reason he knew it was other men is because it was another man's name of her in this lingerie sending videos in like a little, talking in a little baby voice. Oh. You better get that ready because there's so much more. I'm trying. So digging deeper, he unearthed, I guess, some emails of some seductive photos that she had sent. She had caught, she had taught at a college. Right. And so I guess she had sent some of these photos and videos to some of her college students. Mm -hmm. So he also discovered a a correspondence with a poet who, I guess, flew in town to have sex with her. Oh, Guy. Oh, oh. Not only did he fly in town to have sex with her, but he paid her like she was a prostitute. What? Oh. Whoa. So then he's like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on? Uh, I, can you imagine your wife dies and then you find out she's like a serial cheater? Wow. Is that, that's it, right? Um, well, I'm sure his guilt was fading after finding all that. Here's, here's the thing about her. So she had found out, before she, I guess, committed suicide, she had found out that, through an MR scan, that she had a really bad brain tumor. Right. And so some people, when they find out they're terminally ill, that's a lot for them uh, to take. But yeah, she her troubled childhood included her dad uh, robbing banks to pay off his gambling debts. He was in prison twice. She had shoplifted. Her mother was bipolar. She did not have a happy childhood. Did she have a whole wow. drug thing going on. She too? started heroin at the age of twelve. What? She was in abusive relationships with her uh, with her boyfriends. Um, so yeah, so she, they were talking about what a great wedding ceremony they had but yeah he kept digging and digging and digging and realized all of these pictures I don't know if it was OnlyFans or what she had sent videos she had sent pictures to a bunch of her college students and so he said to himself which he did because all of this information came from his book which he said I'm going to write a book about this and it's going to be the best selling book ever my god all right. Holy cow. It's like when you, just when you think you've got to the bottom, the floor drops out and there's another bottom and the floor drops out and there's another bottom. You just well, keep going. You're suffering the loss of your wife and you're like already upset. Yeah. And then you look at her phone trying to do justice at her funeral mm-hmm. and then you see pictures of her in lingerie and you're like, this wasn't for me. And you can't even confront her about it. And that's just enough by itself. And then you find these videos and you go through did, emails. Did you think he like, went to her grave and was just stomping out and going, you bitch! I don't know. like, no, what kind of cat? He's like, I don't know, give me the box. I don't even care. It's <laughs> crazy. Dude, that's so oh, messed man. up. So do you know what a micronation is? Like uh, Micronesia? No, it's like a small... Um, Micronesia's small. Is it a, a sovereign country inside the United States? Sort of, yeah. So this is a small 11-acre 11 11 acre micronation. It's going on in Nevada, and it's only got a population of 38 people. And Native they wel- American? They wel- it doesn't really say, I would assume. Um, they welcome tourists. 
Hmm. Um, it's called the Republic of Molossia. I bet their borders closed. Mm-hmm. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I bet more than ours. That. <laughs> First established in 1977 as right. the Grand Republic of Goldstein before changing its current <laughs> moniker. The um, Grand Republic of Goldstein. It's a variation of Hawaiian and Native American, is what it says here. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you can come in if you're a tourist, and you can go into this, what they call a micronation, and kind of look around and see what's going on. But you, there's two things that are against the law there in this micronation, because they can, I guess, make their own laws. You can go to jail for possession of onions or possession of spinach. Is this what? just some guy that made his own, like... Is like this a David like the, Koresh thing? It, no, the rest of the the, the spaghetti people. What, what do they call the um, oh the pasta, flying spaghetti? Mouth? No, the oh, pastafarians. Yeah. What's yeah, a maybe, pastafarian? They wear uh, colanders on their head when you strain spaghetti in, and they're pastafarians. Yeah, because like you weren't allowed to. I think it was like a, a DMV thing for their licenses. Yeah, like yeah. you weren't allowed to wear hats. Unless there's a religious exemption, so like, well, they, we made this official religion. I'm gonna wear a strainer on my head in the photo, and there's nothing you're gonna do about it. And wow. they had to be allowed to. And and you're also not allowed to bring catfish or walruses. Why? Is this just some guy that started a country on his property? Well, the onions they say aren't allowed because they just don't like onions. Okay. And he said, I'm a dictator, and I can say stuff like that. <laughs> now, if you break the rules and you bring a catfish into there, what they call a country. You can go to jail. You have to see it. It looks like little tiny houses built from straw. Remember their nursery rhyme? The um, yeah, three I'll huff pigs. and I'll puff and I'll blow yeah. your house down. It kind of looks like that. They have a tiny little post office. They have a little trading company. Is the jail made out of hay? Can you just kind of... It's, it's like you can see the, the the hills and the mountains in Nevada kind of in the back. It looks like... You remember in... Um, in it wasn't European vacation. The original vacation with Chevy Chase, where they're going across country to go to Wally World and they go visit Cousin Eddie in the trailer park in the middle yeah. of the desert. That's what it looks like. Okay, all right. So you can't bring onions and spinach if you go there. Coming up on Onions and Spinach 911. Real stories about real onions and real spinach. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, you gotta help me. I'm at a restaurant and I ordered a burger and they put onions on it. You gotta do something. We'll send somebody out right away. You won't want to miss these thrilling tales of onion and spinach related crimes. 911, what's your emergency? It's me again. They just brought my wife her salad and you won't believe what's in it. Spinach? Yes, please help us. Help us! We're sending a SWAT team and we're gonna shut that place down. It's all coming up on Onions and Spinach 911. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Live from Maitland, Florida, it's the Top 5 Countdown on Friday with Rick Stacy. Hey, man. Jill Bucko. Hi, thanks for having me. And the always smells like something funny going on, Smokestack. Hoo-ah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, our today's topic is? Cheating. Songs about cheating, being cheated on, all the cheaters. You can uh, come in through the side door on the stage, 407-919-1059, and you can play too. Just pick out a song that's about cheating. We have uh, five songs apiece, and then you have your songs. And when we're all done, we say, hooray, it's done. And we go home. Yeah, so here we go. (laughs) Here's Jill's number five song about cheating. Here we go. It's sometime today, Jill. It's going to happen soon. You're going to hit the button. You were my son. I almost had this one. Really? Almost. 
when he found out Britney was cheating on him. But I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down. No. No, no, I almost did. I was like, eh. it's just one of those pick. Yeah, it's one of the easier ones. All right, and now we move on to my number five song in the top five countdown of cheating songs. That's a good one. I almost did this. better songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody always plays Waterfalls. I think this is way better. I don't like Waterfalls. Oh, I love it. It's kind of funny. That, like, they had this song about sleeping around and then Waterfalls. It's like, don't sleep around. Yeah, I know, right? That's funny. Good pick. I like that one a lot. Almost did it, but it didn't do it. Yeah. All right. So far, we got through two of them without uh, having any... Repeats? Repeats there, yeah. Let's see what Smokestack has. Oh, I'm sure this is going to be I think I had the same thing. You did? Yeah. All right. too soon. Let's move to your alternate number five song here. It is Cheating Songs. Go! Yeah. I know where you go to. I knew you came home last. Jill, I'll give you $5 if you tell me who sings this song. I've, I've never heard this before. <laughs> You've never heard this song in your life? What? Let me, wow. let me get to the chorus and maybe I'll know what it is. He just passed the chorus. Oh, no, I've never heard this. Smoke from a Distant Fire? Never heard of it. Number one song. That's great. Never heard of it. What are you, avoiding the radio your entire life? No, I'm just, just I'm by accident you should hear this. Who sings it? Sanford Townsend Band. Yeah. Never heard of them. It's next to the Sanford Townsend Drugstore <laughs> in Sanford Townsend, Pennsylvania. I don't know who they are. I don't know this song. You've never heard this song. Nope. Listen, listen. Sounds like the opening of Full House. It is not. <laughs> don't you remember all their hits? Um, all right, well, it's this one. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't believe you've never heard that song in your life. Huge one-hit wonder. Just in a restaurant, you would hear that today. I don't know what restaurants y'all go into. Mine don't play Sanford and his brother. I'm sorry. Sanford and his brother. (laughs) What's his name? Sanford and Fire? What's his name? Go away. Just... Just the Sanford Townsend Band. Oh, that's right. The very popular number heard one all song. The world. That was a number one song. The Sanford Townsend Band. Ed this Sanford, is... John Townsend. Gotcha. Stephen Stewart. 
No. Unbelievable. Mm-mm. I'm sure they were very popular back I don't in the day. Think, I don't even think it's an age thing. I think it's it's a, the narrow life you lead in that bubble yes, you live in. Yes, I live in. such a narrow yeah, life. Because all for you, the past 47 years, I haven't heard from some stupid band named Stewart and his brother Townsend. That's Yeah, right. because right. all you do is you go down to the club under your apartment and you come back upstairs. How yes, could you possibly hear anything? I go anything to a club every weekend. You know me so well. I feel like if Frankie Valley doesn't sing it, you don't know about it. Well, that's yeah, that's the okay. Italian. Let's not pull out the big guns and start insulting Frankie Valley. So okay, you know, that's so, like so mom you know, jokes. You know songs from the '60s, but then somehow 1978 passed you by. <laughs> that's just crazy. All right, where are uh, we at now? Uh, we're at a listener that's probably yeah. hung up because they were no. bored with y'all. Mike is banter. waiting patiently on line four. Mike, you've heard of the Sanford Townsend band, correct? Yes, I have, sir. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we called that. you sir. I <laughs> must not know you very well. I don't, even, I don't even get that respect at home. <laughs> All right, so. Mr. Stacy. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. What's your song, man? I like to be called they, them. One. Now, come on. You guys missed the best song? Pina Colada song. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mutual mm. cheating oh, song. Yep. The number one cheating song. She it's the number one stupid song. Tell me, tell me, she wouldn't have smacked him walking into that restaurant. I mean, technically they didn't cheat though. They were looking. They were trying to. Okay, they're both trying to cheat. She walks in the restaurant. I know women. Sheesh! Right across the face. It's attempted cheating. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain. Oh, how cute are we? We're both cheating bastards. <laughs> but they were brought back to each other, like uh, what fate can do. Another inaccuracy in this song is a woman sitting there reading the classifieds in the newspaper. Uh, well, back in the day, that's how you had to do it. Well, there you go. You couldn't All go right. on a Tinder. Hey, thanks, man. Rick's, uh, you, his Thanks, wrinkle Mike. in between his eyebrows is getting very profound Well, today. that's because the Botox ran out. I gotta go back. <laughs> I feel like you're getting irritated here. Just take a breath. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> Smokes from a distant... How do you not know that song? Oh my okay. God, find a way to be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look in the closet. It must be in the back somewhere. All right. You guys, careful. I haven't peed all morning. I'm about to burst. <laughs> Here's some song I never heard of from Jill's list. This is song number four on cheating songs today. Here we go. What the hell is this? What is this? She's a brand new artist. And she's playing a xylophone? What is that? Yeah, what a is marimba. it? That's a uh, marimba. Uh, yeah. It's a child's marimba. A kalimba. A kalimba. Yes, a kalimba. Yeah. yeah. Missed playing the kalimba back in the Can you turn the, the volume grade. up a little bit? Why don't you do that? Aren't you in front of the board? It's don't you have a knob? All, it's, it's up all the way, Miss Audiophile. Oh, is this, this say my name? No. Close. Boobois? Well, if you would listen to okay, it. Okay, let's listen. Her name's Whitney Houston. Maybe you've heard of her. Oh, yeah. This song wasn't a hit. Who cares? It's a song about cheating. It's who cares? It was in my car. I was in my Zumba headed to Pilates. I didn't realize everything had to be on Rick's Billboard Top 100 from 1978. Wasn't this at the end of her career? Well, it's definitely before she died. Yeah. It's like the anthem for being broken up with if somebody cheated on you. Okay, so what was the guy's name? The gays love it. Huh? What was the guy's name that made you pull this one out, that you knew this song so well? Oh, pick one. I got a whole array. You want me to pull up my flashcards here? (laughs) Wow. You got to hear the story. She found his credit card receipt. He said he went out with the boys like six people, but only two people at dinner. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Oh, my wife told me to do it. I know. 
I didn't pick that song because oh, I thought you were going to pick I'm it. I'm stupid. You I'm, are stupid because oh, I specifically God, picked that song. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. It's, it's the best breakup song out there. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. About being cheated on. And I specifically remember you saying that it was Angie's anthem when she got a divorce. Oh, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh, You're thinking you of think? Gwen Stefani. No, and, and, I'm thinking no, of. Uh, uh, what's her name? Hit him up style. Luke Cantrell. Oh, that's oh, great. No, no, oh, that's no. what I thought you were getting at. No? No, no, no. Which one are you getting at? The best cheating Oops. song ever. The best cheating song ever. Rick's making a last minute addition. Yeah, no, you I can't do that. I'm stupid. This is, no, because, this is against the rules. Because my wife and I talked about it last night, and you I said, just add stuff I said, Jill there. and Smoke don't know the song. They make fun of me all the time. Walking in the rain. <laughs> Things off the internet. Yeah, what, what is, what's going on here? Oh, he's flailing. Hey, hey, baby, how you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate. I mean, I dig it. You. Listen, first thing. You first, don't know what this is? Never heard of it. Yeah. Come on, I'm man. You miss me? Smoke. Did. You give me that crap for too. Whitney Houston of all so people, and you're pulling you out "Walking in the Rain" by right. Joe Bob and his cousins. It's Jones. Right, now sit down here. Who sang this? Down here. So upset with y'all know what to do. This is Orange Juice Jones. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? To run up on you, do a Slam blast both of you. Blast both of you. Yeah. Oh my God! And you never heard this song. <laughs> no. Domino just texted me. He's like, "Tell Rick it was the woman who placed the ad first, and her husband answered it, Pina Colada." <laughs> oh, so you can uh, yell that? Uh, I'm not on that anymore. We're talking about Orange Juice Jones. Orange oh, juice. Jill's looking at her watch. Okay. Because right. uh, I got a text from someone. You just made a phone call in well, the I'm middle ca- of the show. Because I was, I was trying to call my wife to defend me because every time I play Orange Juice Jones she when we do cheating you. topic. Yeah, she is. No, she, she loves not. that song. No, she's, no, she's got better things to do. That's all right. I'm sure no, Danielle that's fine. does no We'll wait. Waiting. Just keep dialing. It's fine. This <laughs> is a great doing? show. I'm trying to call her because I told her I'd call her. Anyway, oh, okay. never mind. Okay, no problem. She's not going to answer. She's not going to answer. Why? Should I heat up some waffles? Hello. Hey, don't curse. You have me on hold on the other line. I can hear you guys yelling at each other. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so so I play the song. They don't know the song, and I played it twice, and they make fun of me for a whole year because of Orange Juice let Jones, me, The Rain. Let me guess. It's Orange Juice Jones. <laughs> the Rain. Walking in the rain. Yeah. I love that song. Hey, Angie, I got a question. Oh, Maybe boy. you've heard of this. Here we go. Now you're changing the subject. Have you ever heard of Whitney Houston, It's Not Right, But It's Okay? About nope. this? Have you heard it? Um... Uh, Mm, I can't, not off the top of my head. Because I just got two messages on Facebook and people saying, I can't believe Rick's giving you crap for not knowing Sanford and Son, but they don't, he didn't know Whitney Houston. It's not Sanford. Sanford and Son. No, Angie, no, the stupid, the song, Smoke from a Distance Fire. Smoke. I don't know that it's one. It's even a dumb title. Whatever. But Orange Juice Jones, that song is classic. Was it played at your high school dance, Rick? No, it wasn't played it was at my high played school at mine. dance. No, the phonograph wasn't invented yet. <laughs> oh, my God. That song is from the 80s. Yeah. Huh. I remember because I was cheating on my boyfriend and, and <laughs> I got caught in the rain. I, I thought you God. said you'd never cheat. Just that one time. I was 14. All right. 
Thanks. Not much of a defense. Yeah. That's all right. She <laughs> said she liked him. it. It's a great song. All right. Well, that's good. That that works. Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. All right, where were we? Can we just move on from this uh, debacle? Yeah. What number are we on? Whose turn is well, this? Still where on am number I? Four. No, number four. Let me play my actual number four here. Am I still at work? These are my confessions. Oh, That's ooh. When I I Good one. Yeah, a little offshore drilling and you strike oil when you don't want to. <laughs> All right, we'll put that on hold. Let's move on to Smokestacks number, oh God, you only have a few. You didn't do many songs. What do you mean? I did like Here's your number seven? four song on Cheating Song Day here. It's a Friday on the top five. Hit it. No Good one. That is a good one. Nelly ever get that face thing fixed? He's had a band-aid on there for years. She what? Is this Nelly? Yeah. Nelly By the way, Kelly Rowland? I think. Yeah. Do you know Nelly's having a baby with Ashanti right now? <gasps> no. Yes. Wow. The video is so weird because, like, Kelly's texting Nelly, but, like, with Microsoft Excel. Oh, on her giant old sidekick phone. You remember the ones that would flip out? With a spreadsheet? Yeah. Like in the video, you're looking, you're like, the hell is she doing? There's a bunch of reasons I hate you. Here we go. One, well, yeah, two. Playing the text I've message out, out so yeah. you can calculate how many dimes it would cost. All right, let's go to the phones here. By the way, I know the Whitney Houston song. I just didn't think it was, you know. Oh, you're just trying to give me poop. I got it. That's yeah, nice. That's Danielle's it. been waiting on hold for a year. Yeah, she's Five years later. Danielle, what is your cheating song? You Make Me Wanna by Usher. Oh, good song. Great pick. Yo, yeah. His albums are so well produced. He's the biggest mm-hmm. deep. I know, you know he's a deep bag. I know. So excited to meet him. He was such a jerk. Yeah, well, most of these songs are probably from real life. His. I feel like his head didn't really inflate until after My Way came out. Yeah, or o- OMG. Between us, you were like my best friend. The one I used to run and talk to when me and my girl was having problems. That's right. 
Do you think he still wears the goggles? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Good pick. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Bye, Danielle. Bye. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Okay. Yeah, we got to start saying Merry Christmas. I can, you know what it is? I can't believe it's Christmas. I blocked it out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like we're almost halfway through with December. All right, what are we up to? Song number two? My number three. Three. Jill's number three. Okay, Jill's number three. Okay, here we go. Jill's number three. Cheating some. Mrs. Jones. Jones. So I got Mrs. This. Jones. But this is a different version. Yeah, this is not Billy Paul. No, I picked Bill, Michael Bublé because I like him better. Oh, you kidding me? I like his voice better. It's my song. I can pick what I want. But you're picking the fraudulent song. Who cares? Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to pick Walking Through the Rain by Orange Juice Pansy Face next time? Well, I wouldn't want to hear Walking Through the Rain covered by Michael uh, McDonald <laughs> or Michael Bublé. Yeah, that wouldn't I like be good. Michael Bublé. Just for that, you get all Michael Bublé covers next week. Keep it up. Oh, God, he ruined it. We gotta be. Ah, it doesn't have the soul. Oh, what? You want some 90 year old guy to sing it? Okay. No, he wasn't 90 when he sang it. Hey, thanks for coming out tonight to the Bingo Lounge. <laughs> Two for one drinks tonight, ladies. It's ladies night. You yeah. wish you had swagger like Bublé. No, his action figure comes with a martini glass. But what? What's wrong with that? Uh, oh, God, the key change. That's not in the original. That's not in the original. That's not in the original. I don't like change. I'm 700 years old. I don't like change. I'm what does that have to do with it? What does that have to do with it? Beauty is beyond compare With flaming locks of auburn hair With ivory skin and eyes of emerald green my number three. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain. And I cannot compete with you, Jolene. He talks about you in his sleep. And there's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name, Jolene. I can easily understand how you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means to me, Jolene. Jolene, 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 Jolene. All right, wait, wait, just wait. like her. I got. To, I don't think anybody's ever heard this. This is the response to Jolene. No, 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 that's not it. Oh God, did I get do away with it? What's wrong with me, man? Like a oh, yeah, here it is. Hold on. I just didn't put a marker on it. Sorry. This is a response to Jolene. Who sang this? I don't know. Michael Bublé. Rick's just pulling out random stuff. What are you doing? All right, I'm not going to play it if you're not going to listen to it. It's funny. Oh, because you talked all over my Whitney Houston song. Now we're supposed to pay yeah, attention and take out what, a notepad and take notes, Whitney professor. Whitney Houston song is not funny. This was actually a comedian that sang. This was a response to Jolene Fine. Don't I'm hear it. I'm bored with this conversation. Oh, whatever. Okay, Smoke, this is, uh, which song is this? Three, right? <laughs> one, two, three. Okay, because I have to remove one. Here, here we go. I sign in with the heavens people Good pick. I almost did this one. Closing the Mr. Door. Right. No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of voice and rationality. I shun in. Haven't you people ever heard of? Closing the damn door. No, much better to face these kinds of things. 
kinds of things with a sense of Well, in fact, we'll all look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. What is this, Panic at the DMV? What? Pour the champagne. Oh, well, in fact, we'll all look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Well, this calls for a toast. So pour the champagne, pour the champagne. There's a Buble cover of this. Probably. No, it's too fast. He only does like this. I chime in with the heavens you people ever heard of. Closing the damn door. No, it's much better to face these kinds of things. With a sense of voice and rationality. I chime in. Haven't you people ever heard of? Closing the damn door. No, it's much better to face these kinds of things. With a sense of Killers on all 105 no, now. Panic at the That's Disco. That's not the Killers. Is that Panic at the Disco? Yes. Yeah. This is what was that song's name? Uh, uh, I write like sins, sins and tragedies. Oh, okay. Not familiar with that one. You're okay. not familiar with that? I've heard it, but I don't know. I didn't know that song. I, 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 panic in the men's room. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Julie's on line four. Julie on line four. Did you know that song? Yes. Okay. I didn't Return know that song. Return of Mac. Ooh. I do. Oh, yeah. how did I not think of this one? Is that what this song's about? Yeah. Cheating? Why? Returning to Mac on her? What are you talking about? Well, because he got cheated on, and now he's He's going to Mac on some chicks, yo. Yeah. He's the Mac Daddy. Return wiggity, 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 wack. I thought this was, well, but this was about those starbursts or whatever. Like, yes. The commercial. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, there it is. Christmas, ho, ho, ho. Thanks, Julie. Deck, deck them hoes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good, good pick there. Yeah. All right. We go back to Jill's list, and this is song number two, two on your list. Ah, oh, that's oh, I did Jolene. Jolene. Go to the next one. Okay. I got plenty. This is song number two, The Alternate. Here we go. Hit it now. Please play. I was trying to be nice, but nothing's getting through, so let me spell it out. Oh, she's like, F everybody but your dog. I like good him. Good dog. Good dog. Good dog's not to blame. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, that's that's one of the best ones right there. It's a great song. The, the so, dirty version's the really good one, but oh, obviously yeah, yeah. we couldn't play that one. It doesn't one. carry the same kind of passion. Right. All right, and uh, let me see what I got here. Okay, and then I played that. Oh, God, where am I at? I'm You're at number two. Oh, by mistake, I played the real one. Too. Don't be hating on my buble. I'll come at you like a howling monkey. I didn't know this was a contest. It's my song. I can pick whatever the hell I want. But this is a repeat, so don't you want to go to another song? Wait a minute. Oh, now we all need to be quiet, not talk through your song? Okay. That's right. I didn't understand the rules. That's right. Those are the rules, Michael Buble. You have to pick an alternate because that one's already picked. We meet every day. Look what you started cafe. now. Look what you did. Are we still on the air? Yeah. Yes. Oh. All right. Oh, here's song number two on my list. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Amy Winehouse? She's so yes. freaking talented, oh, I know. but she's not a What a shame. Yeah, she, her voice is amazing. Troubled soul. God, she was awesome. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Couldn't Shame. get off the alcohol, could she? All right, this is Smokestack's number two song. Oh, great song. Offspring. Right. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that in my life, but okay. You've never heard that song. Oh, here we, here no, we go. Big, big oh, no, I know Offspring. Self-Esteem is a big song. It was one of their, one yeah. of their big hits. Really? Oh, no, Self-Esteem. I know the song title, but yeah. I never really listened to it. Okay. Mm. Not an Offspring fan. I like uh, Keep Them Separated. Oh, it's a classic. And the other one. What's the other one? Uh, why Don't You Get a Job? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Fly for a White Hey. Uh, Peter's online for it. Peter, you heard of that song? No. Okay. All right, here we go, Peter. What's your song? I, I can see for miles by the Who. I know you can see me You got a July roll. You're a winner. <laughs> All right. 
All you need to do is have make sure there's a guitar solo in there. Yeah, self-esteem good, who bad. She'd like it if it was blue blade. Is there a blue blade version of this one? <laughs> I could see yep. for miles and miles. Thank you, man. Thanks. Have a good weekend. And have a Merry Christmas. Jill's having Did like... you have to have done some sort of drugs to like the Who? Was it a... No. Did it help at all? I wasn't a Who fan, but um, I, I, I get it. Yeah, you had some good ones. Yeah. Not as That's cool. as Pink Floyd. I mean, Floyd, you do you. It's fine. I don't have to like your stuff. <laughs> I ain't judging. All right. So uh, we're back to Jill's uh, list number- of 90s hits. <laughs> Here we go. This is number one, right? This is number one. Number one on her list. Fit Cheating right songs. Like I said. <laughs> this is in the 2000s. Good. Last time I enjoyed Beyonce. You know, same. You want to know something funny? What? So back when this song was popular, I had just broken up with someone for cheating on me. And it was back when MySpace was a thing. And you know you could have a song on MySpace. And this was like my song on MySpace. And I thought I was all like, I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm going to put Beyonce as my song on MySpace. God, I was such a dork. Yeah, but no. It was it's like yeah. a breakup song. Yeah. You must not know that me. That's a great song, though. How do you roll your eyes? I'm trying to f- figure. I, I've never rolled my Just eyes. Just like tense up really hard, right? and then open your eyes, and they'll already be in the back. Like tense up really hard, uh-huh. and then open your eyes. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just don't do it too hard though. It'll get, stu- it'll get stuck. It'll. Oh no, I don't want that to no, happen. So I officially rolled my eyes. Oh look, one of them is still rolling. It's like a bowling ball. Can't get it to stop. It's weird. Okay, He's just spinning around in his head. See, someone just messaged us on Facebook and said I was trying to call in. I was going to say Beyonce to the left. Okay. It's called Irreplaceable, but yeah, same song. All right, all right. Here we go. My number one song. Love this song. That's right. And what about that weekend with Beverly Hills? It's a fun song to sing to. I've seen you love Shania Twain. I remember last time I played Shania Twain, you made fun of me. I'll make fun of myself. I can't believe I picked this. <laughs> that stupid song. Whose bed have your boots been under? Whose You chose this, Rich? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's a cute title. Joe, you take his temperature. Yeah. 
just like jamming out to this, working on your motorcycle. Well, who's been? Have your boots been under? I Daisy Dukes out there polishing the chrome. I really never heard that song in my life, but then I heard it yesterday. I was like, that's, that's a super cool, cute. That's a cool, cute song. It is cute. I love whose Shania. boots were your whose, whose bed, bed were your, your boots, boots been, been under? under? The countries are the they got good cheating songs. The country peeps. absolutely because they're always cheating. Mm-hmm. They act so pious, but then they all they're all whores. <laughs> that's a great slogan. <laughs> Rick Stacy for the slogan of country towns all over America. All right, here's Smoke's number one song, Cheating right. Songs. Oh, yeah. All right. I figured one of y'all would have this. Wasn't me. Couldn't move to the bedroom. We got to do it in the bathroom. Gross. You have a big hang-up about the bathroom. That's where people poop. You want to get busy in the bathroom? Floor. Ooh, even worse. He falls on the floor and you're all laying in it and rolling around. What kind of bathroom do you have? Y'all See? Nancy. If you want to do be a true player, you got to do it on the sink. <laughs> I'm laughing at Rick saying the word player. <laughs> it wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. She even caught me on camera. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. Honey came in and she got me red-handed, creepy with the girl next door. This, we well, at least he kept it local. It's literally the worst advice ever, though. Because in the video, the guy comes to the door and he's like, I was caught cheating. He's like, I'll just tell him it wasn't you. <laughs> the worst advice. All right, to the phone. Yeah. Which line? Somebody? It looks like. Oh, three. he's still he's still setting them up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I think his name's Gary. I wonder what Gary picked. Well, he guesses. It, I'm we, saying Carrie Underwood before he cheats. Here, here, here put, put, put what? Grab Gary. He's on line three. Oh, oh, okay. Gary, what's your cheating song? <laughs> An oldie but goodie from Vicki Lawrence in 1973. The night the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, I know that. Yeah, one. what's that about? About cheating? No, but I mean, how? I don't cheating. I, I never you knew. Turn that. off the lights oh, before you cheated. do it back then. No, I don't know. He's uh, his sister finds out that his wife is cheating with another guy. She goes kills his wife, and Ooh. then that's a body that'll never be found. I mean, yes, savage. How many yeah. times I've heard that song? I never knew that's what it was. Wow, I thought the power yeah. went out. I thought yeah. it was about the blackout of seventy yeah. three. Original. Go ahead, play play some of this cheating song. <laughs> that's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Wow, that's what it's about. That's the night that the honor the innocent man. Oh, oh, they got a lot of See, I thought it was about a murder or something. Did she it kill is, him? He murders his cheating, his, his brother's wife. He murders her, her brother's wife. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Now I want to hear the song. Vicki Lawrence, she does bear a striking resemblance to Carol Burnett. <laughs> wow. Chilling. Gonna go out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole story behind that. That's when songs used to tell stories. Yeah, I know, I know. Now they just squeak and stuff. All right, man. 
Hey, exactly. thanks, thanks a lot for your call. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, thanks, guys. Right, thanks. Wow. Mm, I didn't know that. Wow. Shania Twain and Vicki Lawrence, your weekend playlist is really coming together, Rick. <laughs> the Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 